This is The Extra Sheep, the unofficial Age of Empires 4 podcast, hosted by myself, Socraton, along with the illustrious Awe Beal and the one and only Sir Nevels. Uh, along with us for the ride today again is the wonderful Squid Boy himself, Caleb Calamari, and back for the second time, I think. Uh, we've been waiting to have him back on again. We just we need to like ask him to come back on, but Askalad is in the virtual town center with us as well. How are we doing, guys? I mean, I think it'll be probably about this big next time as well. We got the live uh, podcast coming out in two weeks from today. Mark your calendars, uh, December 17th. Uh, Extra Sheep will be going live. My wife needs to, my wife and I are going to sit down and make some uh, overlay stuff as well for that. So we got to sit down and get that ready. I think we'll do the uh, tier list. I think we'll do a tier list of uh, maps, uh, current map tier mm-hmm. list. I think we'll do that and maybe we'll. Yeah, do some other tier listing. I know Askeladd wants to do some tier listing, so finally, I'm, do that. I'm going know, to do some tier listing, and you can uh, interpose your own then. <laughs> Here we go. So I got to do a safe tier list too. Yeah, yeah, I think we can do both. I mean, I figured the live podcast would be nice because then there'll be a video of it that we could actually kind of yeah, have it yeah, up live. Because I mean, yeah. I think it works uh, over just like audio, but it it's it's hard to kind of follow along. You know, you got to kind of almost yeah, pull up our, visual, our game with the visual. It. Mm. Yeah, grades is better. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, guys, we last episode was both the longest episode we've had. And I think uh, I know Beal was under the, of the opinion that it was our best episode to date. Um, I think it's definitely in the top three. It's also performing like crazy, crazy well. We've had a lot of new viewers uh, come in. A lot of people have messaged me uh, saying they're now new to the podcast, coming back to the game in particular. Uh, so to anyone who's new to the game uh, or returning to the game, I should say, Newly returned and uh, back here with us in the great annuls of Age Empires 4. Welcome in. Uh, I'm thinking of like Wally uh, was someone in our Discord who mentioned that uh, he was going, I think, from the beginning of our show and just binging through, uh, which I, I'm amazed. We were kind of joking, I think, that uh, who would want to like, wow, we're not, it's honored to have people listening to our first couple episodes talking about season four um, back in February, almost a year ago now. Big takes. Are Gulam's going to be a good unit? Let's, uh, uh, Gulam's let's were a great unit choice. We love that change. Um, we should, you know, we should go over that too. We should kind of, we, we, we didn't really, because of the new announcements coming up, we didn't really, we kind of touched on it briefly, but we didn't go into depth about our like kind of recap of how we felt the season before went and what we think of some of those, because those are some big changes with like the Keshiks being introduced with the Gulam's. Uh, there were a lot of big changes in season five. Yeah, I mean, it was like just another great improvement on the road uh, for this becoming a, a great game. Uh, I was a fan of most of the season five changes, and I think it put the game in a better spot. Yeah, definitely set itself up for this big expansion, I think. Um, wow, we have a lot. I, it's like I don't even kind of like last time. It's hard to know where to begin. <laughs> I have again our outline, a couple of different thoughts. I kind of put in little bullet points. Um Let's talk about uh, some news first, though. EGC TV finals is going on today. I saw an excellent series between uh, Wham and uh, Beastie and Wham mm-hmm. put on kind of a clinic. It was really impressive stuff. I think Beastie took the first game and then Wham came back and just I think it was it might have been the reverse sweep. I think he went like three or four straight to reverse sweep it out. Uh, it was impressive, yeah, but- impressive set of games. Really fun to watch. Uh, Sir Devils, you watched like a ton of that, didn't you? 
Oh yeah, yeah, man. I was uh yeah, I've been uh going pretty deep in the EGC finals. Well, first of all, this one I gotta say. Um, if you are not watching the pro scene of Asian Empires, I'm telling you, it's uh you're you're doing some disservice playing this game. This is pretty much the people that built the meta of the game, pretty much people that sculpt how we actually play. And it's honestly like, believe it or not, like I, I pose this question to some buddies at work saying like, are pro players, can they consider athletes? Now, that's a whole nother topic. That is a very big controversial topic in this, like, you know, the gaming sphere as a whole. But these players have been going insane. Now, one the, the games that have been standing out the most to me, real quick, the agency finals, it's like it's the last agency tournament of the entire year. Uh, I don't think it has any type of like, uh, you like unique. I don't know, uh, like a unique gameplay to it. Like it's not, I think it's just straight up tournament's best player wins, but it is a, uh, right now we're in the round robin stage. There are four pools. Each pool has three players. All three players play each other and that's how they qualify for the playoffs. So I believe right now, uh, I'll just go down the actual, like, you know, ranking right now. Of course, number one is Marine Lord. Marine Lord is, uh, he's going, he is, he lost two games total, but he is, I think, number one. He's only lost. He's won both his sets. And his set is um, uh, Marine Lord, Louis MT, and the Mista. And, uh, and then just uh, three other pools. You know, the, the players that are in there, Lucifer, Puppy Paul, and Recon in pool two. B, Security, Women, 3D, Annotan in pool three. And then B, 3DB, Vortex, and the Muslim in pool four. And really, if you watch, there's really not even a series. I could just break it down just to one. But these, like, like for example, me, the, the series that I enjoyed watching the most was actually the last series of today, which was Lucifer versus Puppy Paul, which Puppy Paul, well, I don't want to spoil anything. I'm not going to give these results away, but they, it was a very good series, pretty much. And uh, BCQ with Wham, also a good series, like uh, like you said earlier. I think, I believe it was a reverse sweep. And uh, and actually, 3DB, not even, uh, not today, but yesterday, 3DB versus the Muslim was actually really good surprising finale of that Marine Lord of course always presses but basically what I'm saying about this is like honestly I really believe that if more people tuned in to these EGC tournaments these S tier tournaments I believe that it would actually gain more interest I like a, a lot of people when they tune in when uh like say Beastie and Marine Lord are playing or like you know really when Beastie's really playing a lot of the, the viewer count goes up but really all these games like you'll see some like most craziest strats being introduced and and also I realized one thing I will say to close it out. Uh, really, the old civilizations have been pulling through more than the new. Like uh, the new civilizations are still doing well, but they, it show, really shows that these new these new civilizations aren't 100 percent really figured out yet. Because uh, the old civilizations like really are still I think they still have a higher win rate in these tournaments. And even some civilizations that people are considered OP at the moment. I guess we'll touch on that later. Like uh, like Juicy's Legacy, uh, Ubits, and uh, Joan of Arc have been beaten in these series. So really, all in all, like uh, uh, it's in the middle of the uh, round robin. I think playoffs start next week. I, I think it's like a three week tournament. But uh, yeah, it's really good, really good. I'm going to uh, <clears throat> just say they absolutely are athletes. I was, I was anybody with a dissenting opinion can. Uh, uh, do do something not nice. <laughs> well, I I, I might nice. be that dissenter. Like I don't. Oh okay. but, but I'll my caveat. gosh! I, I feel I like I, 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 feel I, like I, I could. This. I don't want to just say they're just make, not make athletes because that doesn't feel right. I feel like I, I feel like I compare them to an athlete 
who trains like their body that does feel different mm-hmm. i feel like e-athlete would be the way i, I almost need like a new term for it you know e-athlete. <laughs> yeah. an e i remember that. back <laughs> the early days of counter-strike uh the first pro scene was cal the cyber athlete amateur league or and then the cyber athlete professional league they try to make that term uh the thing like way back in the early 2000s Cyber but I athlete. think that's a cyber athlete. That's a bit, that's a bit it worse. does sound really dated, like sounds... Y2K terms. <laughs> We're going to go surf the web. That, I feel like that's a topic we could possibly like. I guess, you know, I guess like, technically, athlete, it, it does does explicitly reference physical in that's, its definition. That's my thought. And I get that there's some like micro in the keyboard, but let's be honest. Like, I, I don't really consider well, no, chess no, no. players so, yeah. athletes either. But like, there's so they, are, they aren't athletes. They are sports professionals. Uh, now, would be, now they I guess, sound like professional point. wrestlers. Like yeah, sports. I, a sports I, don't, I don't feel like it's the right <laughs> term. I feel like because I, I definitely regard them in the same level of skill. Like there is an equal amount of skill and practice that's put into both. So I, I get a, there's I, a much higher knowledge component. Like there's well, there's a lot more uh, that, but practice. In, and, well, I, don't, uh, I think it's I disagree. I disagree because in like in American football, for instance, like the the guy holding the, who gets the snap, the 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 QB, the quarterback. They are intelligent people, contrary to like popular belief. Oh, and yeah, what, like they, they go into like design and play scheme. And it is incredible how much knowledge it takes to do that position well in sports. And in many sports, it's that way. There's a lot more technicality to those things. And it's equal. It's an equal amount. But they also it's that physical component that I kind of feel like we just need a different term. That's not cumbersome, like cyber athlete, like athletes, uh, horrible. E-athlete doesn't sound great. I, I just gotta hey, they're like they're like different, right but they're similar in many ways. Send in your suggestions, guys. Just call them athletes. I, like I'm at the point now where like, dude, we're in 2023, and I feel like we kind of got that. We kind of got <laughs> get out of here, like, boomers. Like, we kind of got that. Like we, we have a we have a tendency of gate gatekeeping things, and like you know, if you look up the definition of athlete, it's like 20 definitions now. Like I'm seeing one, like it's seeing one definition says one fitted for or skilled in intellectual contest. And that's like, and, that, and I see underneath it, it says athletes of debate. So now like, I'm like, they're saying debate mm. athletes. Like it, like, I feel like we traditionally just think of an athlete and I hate, like, I, I, should, I brought this up now. We got a whole other side topic going on, but like, it's something that we got to like, trying to like evolve our concept of thinking of when it comes on an athlete, we always think of an athlete as somebody who's like, rolling around and you know what i'm saying bench pressing like you know six plates and you know squatting the house but really like you know when you look at it like when i look at a pro player and i look at myself we're almost not even the same species like i'm like what is like how can they even think on this level like when i see the way these players play and the amount of mental gymnastics they have to play to do these things like, i mean you look at any type of pro player in any type of scene like look at this, like a a Counter-Strike 2 player. I watch I watch the back in Counter-Strike came out. Like I watch a little bit. I'll dabble in Counter-Strike and watch a pro, see how they do. And I'm just like, these guys are insane. And I and I do think they're on that role, but that's all we mentioned that before. But like it's, it's <laughs> steroids it's, of uh cyber exactly, athletes. That's the crazy part that really is steroids of cyber athletes, you know. And I feel like you call an athlete a cyber athlete, I feel like you might hurt their feelings. <laughs> like, you know, I, what, I, what, I just what? have a hard time like Comparing like a uh, soccer or a football player or even a tennis player or like w- with like a cyber like I, I, they're, they're both super right. skilled, but it just there is something different between because I, I look at like a like a physical like sport. It's mental and physical, like to a high mm-hmm. degree. 
And not that there's no physical component component to uh, like playing like a video so, game, but so it's a lot can, more mental than than anything else. Do you, but like you also can get physical physically hurt from playing these games. Okay, carpal tunnel feels kind of silly. Like, next like, to like I, broken I, I bones don't know, and like stuff. Starcraft players. That, like it suffered from <laughs> wrist injuries. I saw. Yeah, like, I, I, I remember a Madden commercial. Hurt. I remember a Madden commercial a couple years back where like the guy had like you know like those ice baths athlete athletes will take. This guy was like, I gotta ice my thumb. He was like icing his thumb in like a little mini one. He's like, yeah, you know, you pull a tendon <laughs> and the whole season's over. And it was like making fun. It was like for Madden. It was really funny. That's what that reminds me. Listen, of. Listen, I'm 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 of the same debate. If we can look at golf as an athlete, all right. I was gonna can, throw out golf. Yeah, like you look at golf like, as an athlete. Are those athletes? Then like, then like, yeah, BCQ's an athlete. Like <laughs> if you if you are like a sixty five year old like Arnold Palmer is playing golf and he's like doing this I mean obviously Arnold Palmer's not playing anymore but like I'm saying if you can be like sixty five and going crazy then like you can you can yeah like I, mean, I don't know, that's a whole need to topic. determine there's there's so this is such an interesting debate because I, again I don't really like I I don't disagree that there is like an athleticism to this I I just I'm finding a hard time like splitting the hairs because I feel like there is a difference. I don't know. I will say one thing I want to so, say that I'm thinking about. Uh, this is a little bit off topic from this, but uh, I do say that I hate the uniforms that professional like uh, uh, video game players have when they have little teams. The uniforms look so terrible. Like of all the things, why are we wearing these weird like like almost like a uh, jersey? Like, yeah, like weird jerseys, like almost like like soccer jerseys. Why are we wearing these ugly looking things? 99 adverts. Yeah, like why aren't we just wearing like like I mean, we look at bowling athletes, man, bowling shirts, dude, like. That's so different. Why don't we come up with like silly sweaters or something way different that like is like video? Like we can do anything. Why do we pick the weird like? It's genius because if you're wearing a sweater, then you'll sweat. See, huh? Uh? Oh yeah, oh, they're breaking. Gosh. They got. They got. They're breaking sweaters. They got Gatorade to be hydrated. Where's my bell? Okay, find it. Okay, if, if we're going on, sense, on real weird right. tangents here, can I also throw one in? I, <laughs> so I feel like we're kind of arguing semantics just a little Probably. bit, and I feel That's like exactly we're, we're, what we're, back doing. In, we're back in the in the year 2000, and I think it was 2001. Where Grubby was on national TV in in uh, Holland in, in in the Dutch in the Netherlands, and uh, well, he he got asked what he does all day long, and there were all these people with their big careers and uh, no prior experience with gaming whatsoever. And Grubby sits there and says, "Yeah, well, I play I play games twelve hours a day." And they're all like, "Yeah, and what do you do for a living?" Exactly, yes. man. We got we got evolved that mindset now, man. Because now some gamers, man, they're buying mansions and hills, dude. Like it, things are different now. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like, so like, I I listen to uh, I've been listening to a lot of content, um, specifically around coaching and each esports, collegiate esports, um, for this potential job that I'm looking at that I'm still waiting back on to hear. Uh, and this the, this was explicitly talked about by. Uh, his name's uh, uh, Jensen Go, and he uh, I think he just retired from coaching, but he was literally like around the entire world. He was in South America. He was in Korea. He was in Europe. He came to North America and he said the one thing North America doesn't have, whether and that's partially be due to because of a stigma that other countries have been able to shed and partially because there just isn't kind of the same social structure is other countries have ways to get esports things kind of in the mainstream and kind of like ways to direct kids from high school into college, into professional esports, um, or just into esports in general. They have uh, like Europe has like esports housing, things like that, where they have like, mm. uh, like clubs you can join and work your way into from high school or whatever, or from your couch or wherever. 
Um, America doesn't really have that, but they do have a really good avenue for that, which is through collegiate. And so he came yeah. here to help work with a lot of colleges on trying to kind of uh, drive that forward, kind of like the standard sports do, because we have that system in place and most other places have something. Um, and I think the reason the, pe the, the people like Socrates have an issue with it is, A, technically the definition, depending on which one you're reading, has the word physical in it, which does make, you know, it's a semantic issue. Um, but it's, there's just societally, we haven't quite made it there yet. Um, and it's, and I think that really is one of the biggest hindrances to why people go, oh, because if you went, well, I play football 12 hours a day, people would be like, oh, wow, you're really dedicated to that sport. You know what I mean? And like, mm -hmm. and I get there's a difference and, and there is, but it's, uh, there's just a, there's a, there's a stigma or, or preconception walking into that conversation that kind of makes these issues crop up. Yeah. I mean, there's also, you, you play football 12 hours a day. You're going to get a workout. You're going to get stronger. Like <laughs> that's you're, true. You're doing that. You take football you can, 12 hours a day. I'm you sorry, can like you can practice AOE twelve hours a day and get really good at it and be a like a strong competitor and go to tournaments, or you can just play video games twelve hours a day and yeah, that's true. Just piss yeah. away time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. most guys who are just hanging out for like it's like those like rec league hockey guys up north who just play hockey like with their buddies, but they're all like crazy fit because they play hockey for fun. Like it's it's gonna be <laughs> yeah. big and beefy. I was my buddy's dad for sure. But I mean, basically, like, I mean, I, I didn't mean like, you know, drive the derivative the podcast, too, but like, I just really think that like, that's something that I feel like you can have a whole episode based oh, on. Oh, yeah, like, I think it's a great discussion. Like, topic it's it's sure. a great like, because I like, really like when I watch these, like when I watch EDC tournaments, and I watch these players, like it really is something like when you actually watch it in depth and like realize that you're watching in God mode and they can't see all everything you're seeing. And you realize how much how much skill that she takes for these players to come up with these build orders and everything and how much and get these timings on like you know right on point it really does put me in a lane i'm like dude these guys are like you know we need an actual like you almost like got to create a new definition if you don't want to go with like cyber athlete or e-athlete mm. like even like but like even but like we kind of like put that we already put that stamp on it from the jump by calling it an e-sport not calling right. it a sport. Well, so I think I think because there that, is a valid I think there is a valid difference between them. Doesn't mean course. that one needs to be less. I think that's that's the one thing I, I that's the problem is there but is a stigma about it and it. there shouldn't be. I think both are valid. I think esports is I think it's worth putting the like asterisk. That it's an esport because it is fundamentally different in what you're doing. It's a different way of playing. But mm -hmm. I think that definitely a, there's no reason for it to be considered lesser than like a normal sport or any other sport, you know, like it can be like it's just as competitive. The competitive element is the exact same. Insane competitive element. What do they, they call pro poker players? I think just pro. They call po exactly poke pros. Pro, pro, pro pro pros. Okay. Poke pros. Okay. That pro sounds <laughs> funny. Because I feel like poke that's pros. poke pros. Kind of similar to to this. Well, and that's what it's we're like missing, a, right? Yeah. We're missing the production. Strategic I think sedent sedentary activity. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, that's a great yeah. analogy actually and you know what yeah we're missing that what, what it's missing right now is that everything is granted now that the i will say the structure of how we consume content is changing and the esports i think are on the rise because of twitch because of streaming services but one difference is that the production quality egc tv comes the closest to that real professional quality um but most overall most like esports lack that kind of that production value and quality. I think we saw kind of Red Bull to Wolo was kind of that taste of what it could look like. 
Um, have you, you look at, have like, you ever watched Professional League of Legends at all? I haven't. I haven't. I guess I haven't. But like, but oh, I'm that, saying, that's I, I'm also saying like, the huge. distribution though. The distribution of that, you're not going to see it on TV. You're not going to see it on like. I think that would actually go stuff. a long ways. Yeah, I think I mean, not that the question is would advertisers, you know, profit mm-hmm, off yeah. of that? Blah, that's blah, the, but that's the kicker. Yeah. Like Overwatch League tried to do something. I mean, they they went at it so much from the let's uh, let's structure this like a normal American sports league. And they try to like squish that square peg into a round hole uh, and it didn't work. But but they tried. I think the problem with AOE right now is that it's just so niche. I mean, you got yeah. legends, of course, big 100%. production values, Counter-Strike, big production values. Uh, you got Valorant. All that stuff. That's like your that's like your basketball, football, baseball. Mm. We're playing you curling. We're Empire. playing like this is curling. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> cricket. But I gotta say, curling, every time yeah. it comes on the the Olympics, I watch the curling when the with their sports. It looks like a blast. If I could like we need my Olympic gaming rings, Olympics. Gaming <laughs> Olympics. That's not crazy. a bad idea. Actually, you know, Caleb, that's really not a bad idea because then it could be like Oh, that's introduce so cool. curling to the world. It's gonna be great. Like that's exactly right. Like and that no, I, I like that. You know, you could have it on the off years because, you know, you could have it on well, the I've odd number years. Like speed running is like tra- the track and field of video games. That's so good. Well, but at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, the most important thing at all is just green. I mean, is there enough revenue stream to get these in the main, <sighs> like get the production? I think that's our like biggest, like, I think it's the biggest issue why it won't be. It's never really went full mainstream is because. You know, like, I feel like, you know, if EGC announced a million dollar tournament, I guarantee you it would be the biggest viewership they ever had just because the stakes are higher. And if they if they made a million dollar land tournament, then it would be like insane. It would be the biggest viewership. I don't know how much it would be, but how much viewership would be. But like, you know, just would it be a good return on investment? You know, who's going to sponsor it? Like, who's going to? I think I think it's a little harder said than done, especially to, you know, people don't really know what they're looking at when they're watching unless they follow Asian Empire. It's a game that you almost have to follow mm-hmm. to like it's know niche. what you're watching. It's niche. It is the it's curling. Like why Overwatch failed because there's so much going yeah. on. If you don't know the oh, game, I can't watch like gibberish. Uh, I can't watch League of Legends. Even League of Legends is pretty crazy, but at least it's like, okay, these five guys killed those five guys. It looks like they're winning. It's, sort of it's thing. You it looks like they're winning. You a little bit of well, what's going on. I do feel like yeah. overall casting wise, watching like a cast, especially like ETC TV, I think Rising Empires usually does a pretty good job with this too. Like you can get a nice sense of what's going on. I mean, I, I really thoroughly enjoy watching those kind of things. Like it's almost as fun as watching me football too. for me. Like really like a, a good game that has a lot of back and forth that has, I, I mean, the, the tricky thing is like, it's kind of almost like watching a mix between like a boxing match and uh, trying to think of what else I can compare this to. Cause it's not quite like it. one thing that I think that suffers is it's not really a team sport. Like it is, but it's not, it's like when you watch a team sport, you're watching two teams go at it. They've got highlighted yeah. players, different things in a game like this, like casting wise, you can talk about the players. I saw a uh, TV had a bunch of uh, like they, they had a rank to the players, uh, like the, they had like puppy paw versus yeah, uh, like Lucifron. They had like the skill meters, and I was kind of looking at it going, "How on earth did they judge that? Well, how do you judge that so and so? Is they just kind of all rank each other? Like, I mean, how do you yeah. judge that? Because like in football, you can kind of you they use like, and in baseball, they have like legitimate stats they can show and point to and say this is what this player is really good at. Like this player has a lot of power, hits a lot of like home runs, but doesn't do a lot of small ball. This pitcher can pitch these pitches at these speeds 
Um, so I, I feel like I wonder how they I really I saw that and I was wondering how do they come up with the like the, the stats of oh like so and so's macro is really good. I guess you can maybe find that out, but how do you find that their speed is really good or that their creativity? Like how how do you measure those things? Like I was I left me well, kind of wondering. Well, sorry, like just uh, like they did like so basically they had it to where every player like they like I guess maybe to rank like top twenty they they added those attributes to the other players like they had other players rank other players. That seems very arbitrary. And, like, like, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Like I mean, like, I think I, I think it's a rough estimate because like during the uh, during the um, Brett Bowolo they also had those attributes, but they based it off every four world and everyone was like making fun of it. Like, Oh, BQ has six speed. Oh, he sucks. Like, it was, <laughs> I remember it was that. Like, that was so yeah, funny. Like, yeah. So like on that, so really, on like, that speed, I've got something great to talk about on that when we get back to oh, the yeah. actual game at hand, but go ahead, go ahead. Keep but going. The one, like the last thing I would say about this whole, one thing I do think that makes like, for example, I think uh, like comparing AOE four pros, and, like the pro scene, the boxing is a good comparison. But the one thing I will say about you know i think that this like you know rts and uh pretty much esports as a whole is just a very it's got um it's got to just evolve like it's still kind of newer still people are kind of looking at it like what is this and one thing i will say about it, it's almost like i compare kind of like uh age of empires or like or like you know esports in general especially 1v1 to like ufc you know ufc mm-hmm. is kind of just now making its namesake in so that it's getting bigger in like, you know, natural combat sports where really boxing ran the show forever. Yeah. But the one thing I'll say that esports, like like for example, RTS and even any esports has over these other sports is that like for example, EGC at the end of the tournament, it's always the best facing the best every time. Whereas like that's one of the biggest criticisms of boxing is that there's so many different businesses and so many different promotion promoters that they're the, they're the best box. They want to keep their boxers who they're promoting undefeated and keep their value that the best is never fights the best. It's like kind of just now happening a little bit, but for the longest time in boxing, you know, the best does not fight the best because they want to preserve their brand. Like it took literally Mayweather and I know now we're really going off topic here, but Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao to fight when they're 80 years old. And like everyone was <laughs> like, why don't they fight in their prime? Because they want to protect their brands. And like that's just like so that right there is where I think esports has a little bit because I love sports, normal sports. Okay, that's not a bad, but you know, just sports, not esports. But I love it. But you know, what I'm saying something that's been a criticism is that like you know, there's so much money being in rotation that you know you never see the best of the best. And when EGC kind of kind of the UFC has how it's under one brand, how it's under one promoter, you always have it. Then at the end of the tournament, Beastie fighting Maurice um, Marine Lord or Marine Lord fighting Lucifer or B fighting Beastie, always the best fighting the best. Rather than if there's different promoters, they are like Beastie and Marine Lord would never fight each other because they both want their careers to be undefeated in tournaments. They're also if not actually sense. trading punches and yeah, exactly. Yeah, true. Either, that is but. true. That is true. Yeah, it's it's obviously like a, a difference, but like I feel like that is where people might find like attraction in esports, you know, and start actually like you know maybe giving it its proper do like actually looking at it as a sport yeah i i mean it is a generational thing it, most definitely it has evolved so much i mean i would say like it is pretty huge i know like league of legends yeah, yeah. world was watched by more people than a lot of the uh 
I think by more people than the Super Bowl last year. That's insane. Whoa. Or something like that. I mean, because you got to take into consideration only Americans are watching the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. okay. Well, yeah, this is worldwide. Yeah, I was thinking it's the entire world. But we're world champions, even though it's only in America. We're world champions. We haven't even covered the Loon's tower defense yet. But yeah, that's a good topic. But yeah, we can. Uh, we can. Yeah, we've got so let's much. Talk, let's get to the actual topic. I would have had one more tang in here, just like uh, oh, no. we talked about it. <laughs> so uh, how how do how to make your uh, your game more approachable? How to make it more uh, popular for the masses? How to attract more players? We actually talked about it in the last Rising Empires admin meet. Uh, so. Wait, where was it really? going with this? Oh my god, it was so much, and now I lost track. Oh no! It happens to the best of us. I'm telling you, it, it so happens much. to the best of us, but it should not happen to me in this case. Uh, what were we on about? Oh, we're talking about how making the game more accessible to the masses. Thanks. I literally just said. It. <laughs> 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 this is kind of embarrassing. I'm just blanking out right now. Sorry. Well, when you think about it, later at the end, I now. had it all prepared in my head, and then I looked at something else because someone mentioned uh, the uh, legal legends, and I looked effect. at prize pools of tournaments, <laughs> and now I'm back here. All righty, so back to AOE four. I want to. I've got. I've got like a litany of things to talk about here. Um, we probably won't get to all of it, but I just want to start going through. Um, first of all, I went on a couple tirades about uh. Mike, my, my, so right now the biggest reactions I'm seeing all over the place are that everyone hates a list of three to four sieves, depending on what you play. Um, the top guys playing, uh, really, really are, uh, we're on one. Uh, many of the stream, big streamers and big players have been saying some really crazy things about broken sieves or quote unquote cheating sieves, which I just take great, a great, uh, uh, uh exception to. Um, basically they're I love saying that stream of yours. Oh, that I went kind of, I, I don't usually call out names. I'm not going to on the podcast. Uh, but there are a couple of, of, of big streamers that I follow and very much enjoy nine times out of 10, uh, that kind of went off on this. And I've just, I, it's really made me not enjoy the streams as much. Uh, and I've actually stopped watching them a little bit less. I just kind of, I kind of just tone back. Cause like, I don't want to hear them complain and whine about facing Joan of Arc, Ayubids or Jushis or Japanese again. Like, I, I just don't want to hear it. Like they are new sieves. There's four of them. They're all really good. I'm sorry that Byzantines isn't like super power. They're all like, I, I don't know. I, I just, there's a lot of discussion that went around it. I, I, I remember when Mollians was the big thing and everyone, myself included, really hated on Mollians because there was just no way to counter what they did. Um, and that was frustrating because it was one sieve, uh, but it wasn't that bad because they were hard to play. Most people in the lower levels didn't touch them. Uh, but in this case, I feel like everyone is playing these sieves right now. There's four of them uh, in particular that are strong. So I just kind of feel like what's the big like I get that there's a big deal. I get that they're going to have to nerf and balance things. But for the most part, like saying that it's cheating or I'm not going to GG them because they're playing a Ubids or whatever, when there's other factors that made you lose a game. I, I just feel like that kind of narrative isn't good for the game. Um, and I, I've been kind of frustrated with some of the pros about their dialogue because they're the ones they had a week early to uh, figure these sieves out and come up with these strats and started using them. And then once everyone else starts using them too, like like the whole idea of like oh so and so is inflating their elo with uh, by playing Ayubids, it's like that's that's kind of bullcrap in my mind. Like I'm sorry, but like if you're already Conqueror one and you start playing a really strong strat and that gets you into Conqueror two, breaking into Conqueror three, I don't think that's a huge huge jump, and that's un- I don't think it's unfeasible, right? Like sometimes you just find something that gels with you and you get going. Like it's not like gold players are popping up into Kong three and beating Beastie. Just saying. And if they are like, 
good on them. Clearly, Beastie could be doing the same thing then, right? Like, obviously, like if it's that good, just pick it up and play it yourself. Like, I, I don't, there's so many sieves that are that powerful. Like, I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Any, any other comments? I feel like I've already gone on a couple uh, rants about this, but I have thoughts, but I'm going to uh, let other people go first. That way I don't take up the entirety of this two hour period. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Okay. If I had something to say about it, I mean, honestly and truly, it's just like, I mean, I feel like this happens in every game. I mean, like, you know, if something's winning and it's very powerful, people are going to talk crazy and people are going to act like, oh, you're not good. I mean, really, honestly and truly, though, at the end of the day, people got to look themselves in the mirror and just be like, that player just kind of better than me. Like, and it's just like, it, it sucks to admit, but I mean, you really like, like, you see, like, just watching terms are proving it right now. I mean, little Joan of Arc got beat, Ubits got beat using a gambling strategy. Like, really, at the end of the day, like you said, Sock, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, it's not like I'm going to use the gamble wing build and I'm about to, like, wash Beast Team come to Conquer 3. Like, at the end of the day, like, yeah, I mean, there are new, they are new sieves. There's going to be a little bit of a, a uh, little bit of a balance issue, like, kind of expected. And people are going to complain. Like, you know, like, I mean, people are going to complain. It's just like uh, any other game, power weapons or, you know, just there's always going to be a kind of a broken strat. You know, like, because I remember with the Malians, you know, like, Pro players are going to talk the most about it because pro players are really the ones that kind of really qualify it as a OP strategy, whatever you're doing. But, you know, like what um, when the Mollies, you know, I remember the before even the scout, uh, the scout rush that was very OP. It was at first the uh, Ferimba Garrison wing. You know, a lot of people were getting their elos. I remember watching, um, oh my, what's his name? Fitzbro. I remember watching him. He went to like diamond two diamond one to like literally conquer two conquer three from using the front brigade wing. he just rushed um the uh the Malian minute arms i think, and, I think like, if, you know, I could, like, if i could interrupt real quick i think that's part of my yeah. frustration with this is that these guys are the ones who come up with these strats play different strats and then they start going oh i don't play broken sieves and it's like well that's you know I mean? such bullcrap because you are you guys are still playing ruse which is arguably still the best sieve in the game like i, I just I, I just feel like it's just really funny so to I, see that I think I think it's just a divide between broken sieve and good sieve. Like, I mean, I don't think Roos is broken. I think Roos is really good. And like, you know, for example, like Juicy's Legacy, I think people are kind of like just it might. I don't think like necessarily like oh, and Joan of Arc. Like, you know, just I don't think they're like like people just kind of like mm, quantify them as broken because they are very good. I mean, like for example, Joan of Arc. You know, if you if, they, if she fights you in feudal age, she could pretty much go castle and have castellated units with a mass like on top of like you know putting on feudal pressure it's just probably just tweaks and balances and people are going to of course make like you know if you're winning with that as a scapegoat for them losing they're going to just be like oh you're playing a broken sieve yeah well you know, that's not to say what? too I, I don't mean to say uh, i know bill's gonna pop in here in just a second but that's not to say oh, i yeah, don't I'm, think that there should be adjustments i do think like joan of arc there needs to be an incentive to want to fight against her. Otherwise, right now, it's like, why would anyone want to fight her? Because you're just feeding the beast. So there are like certain yeah. things I understand need to be uh, tweaked. And I, and I understand like like the gamble wing, like which is what I've been playing with, might need some tweaks. But at the same time, I don't feel like it's just abjectly going to just win you the game by playing it. It's that's not how that works. Um, the game yeah. that. Oh, I, I want to jump on that specific point because we need to uh, difference between uh, broken and uh, actually yes. just strong because mm -hmm. i think the yeah. gamma wing is exactly that difference because there there is and that is that is the uh the really broken thing about it there's the rng factor in that so you cannot really know what's coming and uh the only way you can counter that that wing is uh you deny the gold before they get to that stage and that is massively like 
depending on what save you're playing, of course, uh, that is massively uh, hindering your own progress by that need, because if they get lucky and they have enough gold to buy those eight units as they hit Feudal Age, you're dead. No if matter what lucky, save you are, you are it, dead. It's, it's so, I will say, having played it a lot, I've had it happen where I got really lucky, like, once. Because most times, the RNG doesn't, I, I don't feel like you get yeah, all eight of those units all the time it's very rare that it, it happens it should still just not be possible it should not yeah, be in yeah. the game like that well they just make it's, it so you just can't that is, get that, that many tickets it's an easy fix in that like i don't feel like it's i don't feel like it's super overpowered either it can be the problem is it can be and it's just a matter of if you get real the stars align you can easily win or you're just gonna it's just a decent landmark i feel like if so, they just changed it so it couldn't have like multiples of the same one i think it'd be fine or no more than two of the same kind then you'd be fine so I think one of the big things about the bizarre wing is like if all goes if all goes to plan, if you win that dice roll and you get like great traders, um, you can do all three things in feudal. Like the one of the core designs of the game is like, do you go for tech advantage, mm -hmm. eco advantage, or military advantage? Yeah, and the with, gamma wing does wing, everything at once. You you yeah. can hit like sub ten castle age uh, with two TCs and. Also putting out feudal pressure at the same time. I've never been to uh, I've never been able to do the two TC with that. I've always had to pick. I've never been able to get the TC with the stone. Maybe I just don't do the stone because maybe not. Sorry, maybe not two TCs. But I'm talking about oh the vill advantage. Oh the villagers, yeah. Villagers, getting a couple extra villagers is nice. Eco advantage uh, through uh, quote unquote free vills. Uh, but you still got to spend a lot. Of, I mean, of I, I kind of feudal pressure. Like, I understand it needs to be kind of it needs a nerf. It does. But I don't feel like I feel like there's a little bit of blown out of proportion with it. Having played it a lot and had it countered easily a lot. Um, I do feel like it's not the end of the world broken. I think it needs some tweaks to fix it a little bit. But I don't feel like it's like because because, again, it's you're spending a lot. It's one hundred twenty five gold per trade. So you have to have a ton on gold to do that. The reason this is such a powerful landmark is because you also have the ability to do the cheaper age up. If you didn't have that, this would be no one would do it because it just you just would get left in the dust every time. Uh, but even then, even like then, you still need do a it, but, ton of yeah. gold, a ton, a ton of gold to do what you need. Um, I don't know. It just needs some tweaking. I don't think it's that the end all rewards be all. like maps where like prairie or I think forts where that initial gold is like right in TC range. And, oh, you know, super easy to defend. I suppose, but if you trap me without food, if you starve them of food, Beal, they're hosed. Because that's the thing, everyone goes for the gold, but if you trap them in where they can't get food, I've had a couple games where my food was just all in the front and against a aggressive like Joan of Arc Civ or even like Zushi where they just kind of go all in. It's once you run out of food, you're just dead. You don't get enough trades to keep up in farm transition. You just don't have enough. Uh, it, 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 there are a couple ways to stop it that I've kind of noticed. But again, I, I always I feel too that like Joan of Arc is super charged. And I'm sure you've come across you know, a number of ways where it just feels like if you don't, it probably feels like your eco lags behind a lot. Whereas I'm feeling like Joan of Arc just can do everything. It, it's, yeah, I think, uh, I we, think we all can these talk about Joan of Arc after the bizarre wing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bizarre wing is sure. good. Uh, it is but good. I think, well, like, what's right? You also have defense against like that early feudal pressure as well. You just mm -hmm. buy military. You get a military spike. You can get villager spike on the graph. Uh, and then, yeah, the cheaper castle age. It's, yeah. it's it's an eco wing. It's a military wing. And yeah, like no matter what you get, you you're not really. Yes, you're unlucky if you don't get the units, but you're unlucky in the sense that now you have to get your economic advantage instead. Yeah, well, it's it's tricky, though, too, because when you're going up in age, the typical thing you do is have eight on gold. 
you're investing that gold on the like you have to go on that to have enough gold to be able to get those trades. So if you don't get the trade, suddenly you've got gold you can't spend. And so then you're forced to kind of naked fast castle. But against so there's there is a give and take on that, too, there's where still it, eco upgrades. Uh, yeah, still yeah, an but, but if offshot that has golden age. But but I will say if you're I mean, if you need those units to defend eco upgrades, aren't going to help you like they're nice. But when you need units and if you've got gold that you can't use, it's like, well, I just kind of shot myself in the foot. So not to say and I don't mean to say it's not broken again. I don't, I don't I'm just kind of being the devil's advocate here with this. But yeah. it's it, it just needs some well, tweaking, I, mean, I think. I think the you just take away the gambling from it. You you don't have games to decide. Yeah, make it less on RNG. Dice roll. Uh, hmm. So how would you what would you say? Do you get one there's... of every trade, or you just get one of each trade? Uh, well, no, they. I think they designed something where it's uh, specific things you can trade for, and then the tickets like refresh every three minutes or whatever it's like. But it's specific, like tuned, like maybe you get these units. It, it, you're offered the same thing every time. Yeah, and also like actually make it uh, recharge slowly and not get four tickets at once as you age up because so that power spike is like insane. Yeah, it is a lot. Like, right you age bat. up at four minutes and fifteen seconds, and you just got the villager roll. Well, okay, now I'm uh, six villagers ahead of you. Good luck. Yeah, see, I'm I'm actually trying to figure out like I'm reading right now with the I've never used Bizarre Wing build. I don't even know exactly it's what good. it does. It's good. It's good. I, I feel I like when I play it, it I, I never maybe I just don't have enough gold to buy all the tickets at once. But it, it's I, I've definitely had it where like I get three stone and it's like I don't want to do two multiple TC. It's not enough Sorry, stone man, to get what, me to CC. Would you would you consider it OP if it was a yes I, or no question? It's it depends right, on the right. role. If, if I get if the right role, yes. If I get the right role, yes. If not, not at all. Genuinely, if I get the right rolls for what I want to do completely, this thing is very, very powerful. I don't think anyone could stop it. If I've got there also depends. It depends on the matchup too, or the Civ matchup. It depends on the Civ matchup. If I have a favorable Civ matchup and I get the right rolls, it is OP. If I don't have those things line up, it is not. Do you Here's think my question. What, what are bad oh. rolls for you? Bad rolls for me. Uh, if I'm going to the Joan of Arc and I get stone three times, which I've had happen a lot. Like three things of stone, and I've got one thing of two villa plus You're, two villagers. I'm I'm feeling pretty bad. You you aged up at four minutes fifteen seconds. Jenny is not up yet. She's currently building her landmark. There is no knight on the map. Yes, the problem you can is go for that second TC before she's ever near you. Uh, no, because you don't have the wood for it. Because you're putting everything on food and gold, trying to go for the age up, and you have just enough wood to it's it's. Yeah, it feels, it feels really anyway bad. as you as you well, age you still as soon get, as you, you still have to get bazaar. you still don't have enough stone even with the three tickets you still don't have enough stone you have to go get more stone yeah, as well that's one it's, long distance mine with five it, by the time you get it up though because the tcs have been nursed as well i just feel like if she's all inning you you're, you're just it's i don't know i'd be very very depending on depending on what map you're on i would if i was on a closed off map more sure but if i'm on like a him and yama or i'm on a uh like dry arabia i'd be sweating bullets genuinely now, now at the pro level, heart. that might be very different. At the pro level, that might be different. But for me, as a middle plat player, I'm struggling with that big time. Honestly, is that is that just like a bad road just against Joan of Arc? Um, against a couple other civs, any civ that wants to go like really heavy all in, Joan of Arc is one that's really powerful because she's really really good. Um, Jushi going all in is really difficult to stop. Um, I've had Ottomans go in all in on me. That's really difficult if I'm trying to get the castle age and they just are all in. Um. Roos can do be a thorn in your side as well. Uh, it's it's it, uh, aggressive sieves really make it difficult for like like hyper aggressive sieves make it very difficult for a Ubids. 
because they can get on that gold. And it, it, it depends a lot on the spawn too. You are left. Uh, yeah. The problem with the, the problem with the, the gambling is that it is a lot of RNG. Your spawn matters. The map matters. A lot of it matters. Um, and maybe that and it is the best option either way. Like I can't think of another option that would be better than the gamble wing, which is the other problem. That's the real problem is that the right. other options aren't as good at all. That's, that's the real wing is strong. And I mean, growth wing is always pretty strong because you get free villagers, but the gamble wing yeah. does that too. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm, I, if I had to, I, I would think this is probably like uh, something that probably doesn't need to be Tweet, it needs to be tweaked. Bit. It needs to be tweaked, and I will say it. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. I just I feel like some people like maybe at the pro so, level it is cr- like absolutely cracked. For myself, I just feel like it can't be really good when the stars align, and then a lot of times it doesn't quite line up perfectly. And so, and I, I'm obviously I'm not the best player, so I'm not taking the most advantage I probably could be from it. But if I it's it's, it's nice in that it could be very versatile. But if I'm already set in what I want to try and do with it, and I don't get quite as lucky, it can be diff- it can be difficult. And it's not like I have the craziest of leads against a really good player. I don't know. I, don't, yeah, I, I think some of the dialogue's a little over, over, overstated on it, but I won't disagree that it's very, very overtuned. Well, well, like, yeah, I mean, like, of course, like you can, you can quantify some of being over exaggerated. I mean, cause if you, if you're absolutely garbo at the game, it's not like the bizarre ways that make you like amazing. Yeah. But like, if you're even decently competent, like you even compensate what you're doing, uh, you can kind of like, you know, adjust around what you're doing. I think the bizarre yeah. wing I think the will other, be most likely looked at is, I think the problem is that when you're playing a Ubids, nine times out of 10, you're going against other excellent civs like Joan of Arc or Jushi or, uh, I mean, Byzantines, I think can struggle against this a little bit more, but Byzantines has been struggling anyways but when you're going against a five minute castle against like jushi it's like good gravy like what do i even do uh, i mean jushi yeah still has very another strong save jushi is a very very strong uh, there's there's a couple of other well, that's, 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 that much, that's why i've been so much, frustrated though. with the pro players is i feel like there's so many other sieves that are equally cracked as the ubids that it's kind of funny that like they well, get so frustrated going against the ubids but like at the same time they're also getting equally frustrated against joan of arc against jushi against uh, maybe less so Japan, unless it goes into Imperial Age. But in that case, don't go to Imperial well, Age with Japan. Uh, well, okay. What do you think the easiest hit to play is? The easiest strat to execute out of all of them? Hmm. That may be why the frustrations come up with pro players. Jonah Arc seems. Jonah Arc does not seem that difficult. Dude, I don't know why I'm bad. I'm not bad. when you watch him play. Jushi looks really easy. I've heard everyone say Jushi's is super duper easy. Jushi is like China, but you don't have any brain cells. Yeah, Jushi's is really worst. easy. <laughs> Um, so it's China. Got it. Japanese is interesting. China. Japanese, I think, takes. I think no, Japanese, Japanese is one of the better balanced sieves right now, as far as the new ones go, because it's really strong. But it is kind of hard to play. It doesn't have a super. At least for me, it doesn't have a super natural tempo. And I, I've struggled That's with Japanese. We, I'm trying to figure. We all them gotta out. play Byzantines to get respect out of the community. That's how I, I am right so sick of that narrative. <laughs> I am so sick of the narrative. You have to play this sieve or you're disrespected. Oh, I'm, just, I'm so over that. Hey, man, my goal is to get, get Sonic to crash got out me, and just start snapping. <laughs> Lose this cool today. That's my goal. Just, oh, like, like I don't play broken sieves. Like, just bullcrap. I saw you guys doing Sonic Mollium team. games. Jackson, you're a cheater, dude. Just I'm a cheater. Yeah, right, dude. I am a dirt player. <laughs> so I, I will up. just add, uh, just, I, I can't speak explicitly to... Uh, I, I do not actually know what the name of the wing you're referring to is because it has like six names in this conversation. Yeah, uh, here, they tell me what you know. The bazaar, the trade wing, it's and it's the bazaar. It's the Okay, so uh, despite the specifics of some really specifically broken things, I think what is happening is this. 
um, in, and I'm going to use League of Legends as an example because it's currently the game I'm uh, very focused on, but I was very focused on it before as well. Um, in League of Legends, there uh, became an issue as the game went wide. And what I mean by that is you have a lot of choices in champions. Uh, RTSs, um, th- this is kind of a first issue of an RTS. Uh, for for the RTS genre, because there aren't a lot of RTSs that have very asymmetric stuff and a, a large number of them. They've gen- generally been StarCraft or Age of Empires 2, where it's, they're all the same except for minor tweaks, or they're very, very specific. Um, and the issue you're running into is that the wider you go, the uh, more issues you have um, with interactions and uh, I think uh, and not all of them, but a lot of the pro players in the Age of Empires 4 scene are new to professional gaming. Uh, maybe not new to gaming, but they're, they're they're This is the first game they've been like, oh, my gosh, I'm a name. And um, and your uh, I think seeing a lot of the uh, frustrations that other games have had come out. Um, and I think the only the, the only and and, and uh you're seeing the frustrations come out and people with their emotions on their sleeves. And so when they have a reaction while they're live streaming this new thing for content, they just say the reaction out loud and that's okay. That happens. And so you're getting a lot of this emotional knee jerk response, um, which can be over the top. It can be not well analyzed. Um, and you're also seeing the growing pains of, of something going wide where um, specifically when league of legends changes something dramatic Something really bizarre people figure out to do and they grind that to get a high rank because they're not going to be a professional. They're not going to be making money doing this. They're not a high big streamer. Their big claim to fame is I got to X peak rank. And when they tell people that they aren't going to say, well, I got it with Farimba Fast Castle. Right. And so what you're seeing is a lot of people grind the really strong things and the pro players are. Um, getting annoyed because these non-pros are beating them and these people that you would never beat them in any normal situation are beating them because strategies haven't been figured out. Strategies are overtuned. Uh, th- things like that have happened, which is, hasn't really happened in this game because there hasn't been this injection of new things like there has been now. I was like, two was the most before. <laughs> and, and, and they played them in a PBE style thing for a long time before it launched. And this and everybody got like a week or two early access. Um, and so they, uh, th- there's just a lot of difference between now and other expansions and a lot of similarities between now and other games. And uh, I guess my issue that I would have with the professionals doing what they're doing and the big streamers doing what they're doing is uh, people copy you. <laughs> and yeah. you guys set the tone yes. for what the community is going to do. And if you're doing it, it's, it's your... As a person in a, uh, it's kind of like being a manager in, in in a managerial position. You're managing the community. You have you, you're held to a higher standard, so you need to be able to control your your reactions better, so yes. as to not create this flood on Reddit and forums and discords and whatnot. Um, and it's it's kind of a responsibility of big time people, whether you oh, I didn't ask for this. People just started watching me because I was good. Fine. But that's the role you've taken on. And if you want to keep the community good, you have to be very careful with how you react to things like this. Um, even if you were casually just frustrated, whatever, one little outburst isn't a big deal. But I hear Socrates and I, he isn't the only person I've heard have the problem. 
have this issue where there's been a consistent complaints, consistent issues from multiple people big in the community. And what that does is creates a community that copies them because that's all the community does anyway. And uh, and that's the danger with what's happening more than just being annoying more than any of that is you're setting a tone that's a dangerous tone. Um, yes, yes. Uh, this is 100%. I don't know if that was very quiet. My sample was very quiet. Let me do that again. Just only, I, I 100%. I think that is exactly my frustration is like saying like certain things are, let me ring the bells for you here. There we go. Like <laughs> that's my issue. I think, cause I understand and I am the first one to say, yeah, this needs to maybe be nerfed and maybe played around with, but the, the whole, like, Oh, I won't GG someone because they're playing a Ubids. Oh, I'm not going to, I, I don't respect them as a player anymore. Like that kind of talk you are a stalwart like the community member, someone who people look up to. I, I'm very, very frustrated with with that because I just feel like that just doesn't promote a good culture for the game. Um, like, obviously, things overtuned. Obviously, going against Joan of Arc is really frustrating, even for me, who's the quote unquote cheater playing a Ubids. Like, it, it's it's tough, you know, and, and you know, and you know, <laughs> I, I always say I always like to say uh, win like you just do it all the time. Lose like it was really nice for a change. And a lot of the top guys are not used to losing. And they don't take it very well ever. I, I mean, I won't say ever. I, that's, that's a generalization. But I've noticed a lot of top guys don't lose very well. Um, I don't think well, anyone well, likes to lose. Is, 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 wow. is, it, is it the tippity top complaining? Like, I'm, I know we're not saying their names. I, I, here, I don't know like, I want to say tippity top, but I would say definitely guys who are uh, big streamers, uh, usually uh, conqueror and above typically, or sometimes they fall down the diamond because they're on a big Byzantines kick and they're just getting their butts kicked. And I think that's getting to them. I genuinely think it's getting to them. And I think they are struggling with the fact that other normal people are beating them. And, you know, like, I I just kind of feel like, you know, everyone's got to win and lose sometimes. Like sometimes you just maybe your civ you chose just isn't working and it needs to be buffed. Move on to something else. Don't if you're not having fun with it, might as well ride the wave and pick one of the broken civs and play it for a bit. I mean, it's not like there's one broken civ and one particular broken strat. There's multiple civs that have quote unquote broken strats. So you might as well just pick one and then prove that you're the best, I, I think, right now. And then just well, and then, call, then call and say, hey, I'm playing this. I think it should be nerfed, but everyone else is playing. It. Everyone else is playing other civs that also need nerfs. We're just having fun here. Like that would be the way to do it, I think. And, and I think there is uh, there, there is a a argument to be made that some things need nerfed or changed and if mm-hmm. every you know and if and if beastie cutie and marine lord in in 3db and in top end people are going oh my gosh this is busted if it's not busted in platinum but it's busted up there that's like saying well if uh, again league of legends aphelios is a very complicated attack damage carry who was ridiculous in professional play and garbage in standard play and that's okay to have but that means you need to tune it to professional play because if you have something that's giga busted in professional play, the tournaments and the things that drive the game forward become bad. And so mm-hmm. I, I, that's why I tend to be uh, generally um, uh, balanced towards professional play is, is kind of where I like to see things go solely because, especially if it's an esport thing, uh, that's where the game's face is, is the, the professional big production, big high end, big money spender. And so you want that to be quality. And if you're bad at the game and in suffering because your favorite Civ is only good at a high level, that's not 
the game dev's problem. Yeah. I just I just really <laughs> despise people going, oh, look, this person's only playing a Ubids or something like mm. that. Look how disgusting yeah. they are. Do they do you know yeah. or when they start chatting, tapping in the chat after the game going, do you realize how broken you are with your sieve? Like, do you realize how bad manner? And it's like, <laughs> dude, you lost a game and you're showing how salty you are. Yeah. Like, that's not good for the game. He's playing it because it's strong. I mean, is anyone going to go out there and pick uh, what's the worst sieve I can think of right now? Um, I hate to say it. Is anyone last season pick an HRE thing and they're going to go all the way to the tippy top? Like, yeah, it's I mean, you know that, right? So you're all I mean, I so, moved away from HRE because it wasn't feeling good last season. Uh, HRE's been in a bit of a rough spot. Actually, HRE is really good against Japanese, by the way. Anyone who's wondering, uh, it, they are crazy good. Um, at least I thought so. Yeah. I was doing some practice trying to figure out that matchup as Japanese. It's tough. HRE is a now that fast castle with HRE is lightning uh, next to Japanese. Um, oh, as I say, I just got I myself mean, off topic there. But like, I, I don't like the idea of shaming people for playing these civs in these ways who are just average players who are just having a fun time. Like, I don't know. I, I just feel like it looks bad when the professionals like I think it's all you're good. They're going to get listened to, right? They're going to complain and go, hey, this is broken. And the devs will listen and make some changes. But man, like getting upset at people and players for enjoying the game right as it's getting big, isn't healthy for long-term growth. Well, tell you the truth, Sock, I'm saying right now, man, sometimes, bro, you got to realize that uh, some people are just sore losers, and I guess it's okay. I'm like, like, <laughs> I, like it's, it's, people it's, are it's looking up like, to those sore losers. No, That's no, my worry. I think maybe, like, I know some people are kind of echo chambers, so, like, BC's like, oh, this is broken, but it's like, yeah, this is maybe, yeah, it is broken. Like, yeah, we get, I get it, but at the same time, like a lot of people need scapegoats for like losing, like you know. And you know, I'm not I, I, me. I, I'm not gonna do it for the sake of the podcast, but I'll drop names. I've watched players like, dude, you're just kind of like I almost want to play them on mute because like they lose and they're like, you know what, <laughs> you know what, dude, this game's just this is what a broke game, what a broke game. or something. Exactly, like, and it's just like, dude, you just like I just watched you, man. I mean, I'm seeing like you know your folks on one thing. I'm watching your resource usage. I just watch you make a giant mistake and you blame the game for it. Like it's it's just with any game. I mean, when you start losing, because yeah. I mean, I tell you, too, man, top ten, the top ten players, the players that are qualified EGC. They're not the ones that we're talking about here. Not I mean, really. They, not not entirely. They, they, I mean, yeah. a little. Like, I mean, some of them. I mean, like, I mean, like, bit, might, for the most part, you, yeah, you no. might, you might, you might catch them mid mold. You click on their Twitch yeah, stream, but they're yeah. not the one posting on Reddit. They're not the ones yeah. doing this. They're like, like you gotta realize sometimes players like top ten players, even Beastie, like he'll mold. He'll say something, and we all do. We all do. Oh, yeah, we yeah. all do it. I mean, like I said, everyone does it. And sometimes you know you gotta realize like the people that post on Reddit. It's like, dude. Okay, you're done. Are you done? <laughs> like, because you're not, you're, you're not on the FAQ. You're not doing nothing. Developers aren't on Reddit serving. You're really trying to create a narrative. So hopefully some people agree with you so you can feel better about getting washed on the ladder day by the Ubits. Like, dude, like, it's okay because when you watch a, a pro tournament, you're starting to see how these pro players have figured out Joan of Arc. I'm like, I'm afraid I use Joan of Arc. Like, people have figured out. You just don't really attack Joan of Arc early. You just really don't fight her. I think like, that's a problem in kinda, itself, but, but yeah, yeah like, that is, yeah, that is like, the yeah, thing like, So like, that's like how they're kind of figuring out how to count until, until the devs do what they have to do. They have figured out, okay, until the devs finally decide to release a patch, we're just not going to do this until, or like, um, like you said, like with the U-Bits, you kind of just, you know, they find ways because they, I've watched these two sieves that everybody says is broken and you don't lose with get cooked right today mm -hmm. i'm like okay well i've been so cooked. Like, i've been cooked many times oh, <laughs> I, went yeah. on, I went on yeah, an exactly absolute tear happens. and i think the strategy was new enough i went on an absolute tear 
And now I feel figured out. Like I'm almost thinking about going back to Japanese because I feel figured out <laughs> on the ladder. I've been solved. <laughs> it, so, it, so. it, it kind of has though. So it makes you kind of go like, is it really broken if like anyone can counter it? Like it's, I mean, the matchups <laughs> matter a lot though, I think still. But. And, and I'm realizing too, I'm not going to say the name, but I see who you posted. You know, you're one of the examples of somebody you posted, like, you know, who you're really using. That was a Reddit of. comment. So we can, we can say his name. I, it's okay. a Reddit comment. All right. Before you do, I want to say, I like him as a streamer uh, uh-huh. quite a bit though. I do enjoy his streams no, it's a lot. A, listen, it's nothing, it's nothing, nothing personal. personal. He, he posts well, you know, on Reddit me, with this. Me, I'll, I'll drop names, okay? Let's, like, this, this is not, uh, this is, don't, this is why we can't, you know, this is why we're not the official because of me. Okay, but like, yeah, Evictus. Okay, dude, I looked you up on AV4 Forward, the 355, that's nowhere near pro. So, like, I'm not going, I'm, you are just molding, dude. You're just mad, and I looked up your win rate, and, like, you've been losing and winning. You're a 55% win rate, you just win and lose. So when you lose, it's a problem. When you beat them, then it's like, all right, well, you know. It's just like, dude, you're just kind of whining. You'll be okay. Figure it out. You see people on the ladder in the top 100, they're figuring it out. So clearly it's a skill issue. You can play in the game all you want. Okay, you sit up there. Listen, man, if you can't make a layup, you can't blame the rim. Okay, dude, that's just how it is. All right, bro, you just can't. You can't, like, at the end of the day, we got to look at ourselves in the mirror and be like, maybe I kind of suck, got to get a little better. Me, I've made peace with it. Maybe you got to do it too, okay? I just got to get better or I just got to get used to being where I'm at, okay? I'm not going to complain on the software of the game or the input lag of the game or, oh, this wing is broken or this is broken. It's, it's just exhausting conversation. It, it is. So I do want to say, though, I do want to say, like, it is valid to say, hey, this does this strategy does feel overtuned. It might need to be looked at and reworked. I think that is valid to say. I think just the vitriol that goes behind it is my biggest issue. Yeah, no, there, there are balance issues that need to be sorted. Yeah, out. And I think one of the biggest issues, honestly, is the fact that where are all of the balance issues? 15 bucks, please, and you can play with the balance issue sieves. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people uh, complain and complain rightly that do you want, was this like a marketing thing? Do you want access to like sieves with a higher, like quote unquote, base Raid? power? Except for, except for Order than, of the Dragon. Except for, I, yeah, I mean, they're good. They're fine. Uh, I think Japan is. Fine I don't think they feel well. very fine. Japan feels generally um, pretty, pretty well balanced. I, I think like, but Japan, Japan can well do some, some crazy stuff, but they so can Roos. Uh, they yeah. don't feel any worse than like Roos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all of the all the busted things are behind a paywall, which I think is uh, kind of I think playing off of your point here, Beal, it's yeah, you're saying that if people feel some of the bad reactions that people feel uh, that they, they are doing a pseudo pay to win to try and boost sales. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and so um, what's really interesting is, is legal legends has a lot of, uh, of similarities with this, where they'll release a new champion and they'll release a skin line for other champions. And the next patch, they buff the skin line champions. <laughs> And people are like, oh, my gosh, what are you you're literally trying to sell stuff by just making somebody strong? And it can feel like that sometimes. Um, I'm not convinced the developers are doing no, that. I'm not. Um, I'm not. Even no, League no. of Legends ones, even though it, I, I think uh, it does. Sometimes it's pretty coinkydink that Kane got another skin and just got buffed at the same time. And he was not at a low win rate. Um, I think that there's so much data on the back end that we never see and nobody ever talks about. And there's all these NDAs and Bitterland can't even come on here and give us the scoop uh, 
that that we never see. And so there are changes and decisions made that we go, what? Why was that? Or, oh, well, this seems like a coincidence. And, and we can make these rationales that aren't necessarily true because um, I can almost guarantee you the marketing team isn't telling the balance team what to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I would say, exactly. too, I would say, too, um, I think that when they were designing these sieves, I think it's probably was probably a good rule of thumb to go, hey, if we're going to be balancing these things, we'd rather it be a little stronger than a little bit underpowered overall. And that, was, that was that was a legal industry for a long time. That was a legal industry for a long time uh, where they would l- release something slightly overtuned because nobody had it figured out. Nobody knew how to play it. Nobody knew what to do. And so you release it strong. That way people will want to do it, because if you release something weak that's new, nobody will learn the champion. Yeah, if they released <laughs> like a new deli, essentially, that just felt really yeah. rough. That was worse. Oh, no, like, imagine a deli with no elephants like no one would ever touch it ever. You know, yeah, and it's like, yeah, and if like Delhi lost to everybody and had a negative win rate because they're really careful with their numbers, it would just nobody would learn it, and so they never know where that balance point is. So in general, um, and and because this patch was so large, and because there are so many new introductions, you're feeling it harder. But uh, but the Ottomans and Malians pretty strong on release, and yeah. the the reason is is because it's easier to pull back after people start figuring things out. You can find where the peaks are at and and level them out as opposed to trying to find where the the dips are at when you're at the low end. It's just, it's a better balancing strategy. Well, you know, Ottomans yeah. have been strong since they got introduced and they're still strong even now, I would say. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, one thing I will say is that every single rank besides Conqueror, Ubit and uh, Joan of Arc are on top. So yeah, I think they are, over, they are know, both over two. to consider. And, but, oh, yeah. and, but is it, it's the thing, other things to consider are ease of play, um, what, what are the yeah. mechanics more fun than other mechanics? Is there, uh, you know, higher APM required, which can caveat on to our second point? Yes, APM uh, would be, I, I do want to move on from this a little bit. Uh, we got, we'll, we'll talk about yeah. some of the other sieves as we go on, but I think we've, we've driven the gambling into the ground and we've kind of talked about the broken sieves thing. <laughs> um, APM. So to, to switch gears here a little bit. Um, I want to shout out my brother-in-law. I've done this a couple of times, but this time I, I was genuinely like jaw on the floor amazed at something. I was looking at, uh, at uh, just uh, we, he and I did some team games and he had, he and I have had some good team games. I actually went five for five in my placements for, uh, I went up to plat three right off the bat and now I'm slowly sinking back down to plat one. I think I'm just a plat one player guys. I think that's where I'm at. Uh, anyways, yeah, uh, American Jeremy has, he is like gold two, I think maybe gold three. He's somewhere in that range. Just give you guys a preview. What would you think? Uh, I don't know if I actually was all looking at, but if you had to take a guess at what the average uh, APM for a gold three player is, what would you say? 100, 110, 100, yeah, 110, maybe like 80 on a slow game with like, you know, like HRE or something that you don't have to click as much. Uh, American Jimmy's got 30. Hmm. 30 yeah, actually impressively yeah, low. Yeah, low. Impressively low. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think he saw Rotterdam yeah, so challenge. Sorry. No, no, I was just going to ask, does he click icons or does he use hotkeys? Does that not make a difference? Because, well, it's slower. It's drastically slower. So my buddy, uh, Gabe Monroe, uh, shout out to you, homie. He, uh, Age of Empires 2 guy, uh, and I got him to play AoE 4 with me sometimes. And he got me into AoE 2 when I played with him before AoE 4 launched, getting myself hyped for it. And uh, he he clicks icons. He clicks the house and then clicks on the screen and then clicks on a barracks and then clicks on the screen. And his, he's really good strategically, but his APM is just abysmal because he's not doing anything to, to spin anything faster. Well, he's here, here's, physically only mouse player only. And I was kind of wondering if Jeremy was like that. I, I have no idea because he's currently in Australia and I haven't seen him play physically in a while. But my, my, my thought is that like he's like gold two or gold three. He's doing really well. Yeah. 
So, mm-hmm. I mean, if he's doing that with 30 APM, does it really matter? Well, no, it doesn't really. It just shows that he's it just shows that uh, Age of Empires is is a very macro focused game. Uh, and APM isn't what wins you. You know, micro is not what wins you the game, which tends to associate with APM. Uh, I mean, there is a point, though, where he is going to run to a wall. Yes, yes. Yeah. there will be a point where he hits a wall. Yeah. Oh, and there'll be a point where he'll naturally speed forever. up. I mean, yeah, he'll naturally, I think, speed up as he gets better, too. I mean, I, I feel like I know I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago that like my APM normally sat around like 100, 120. And lately I've been cracking up into like 140 up to 170, uh, which because you've been playing I'm just, more. I've been playing more. And I, and I, and I looked at yeah, one of my streams. I was watching one of my streams back just kind of see how like, I got looking at my game. But I was watching the stream instead of just the game. And I was kind of shocked, like how fast I was not just like spamming the ground clicking. because You can do that, too, and get your APM up to like really high. Uh, uh, but just how fast I was weaving between things and like kind of bouncing back and forth with my scout, my town center, building this, building that, queuing things. I, I, I sat there and I kind of looked at it and I was like, man, I'm going really fast, like faster than I remember being. And I do think I have increased almost naturally my APM. Not that it matters, like APM, like it both matters a little bit, but it, it, like people, I think, over focus on the number. Uh, you know, because like APM, like the number does you don't need to hit X number to be a good player. Like that's just absolute bullcrap. Like, but you you will increase your actions per minute. Your genuine like action. I, I wonder what, like if, what the difference is between like uh, I, wonder, I wish you could filter through like random spam effective clicks APM and like, effective like the, uh, what you're really effective doing. APM. Yeah, because yeah. it's well, it's a, a long held argument in Socraton. Uh, since the beginning of Starcraft days, there have been just people who are, well, oh, got to get your APM up, got to get your APM up. And other people are like, well, you don't have to have that APM to be at a semi-competitive level. And uh, it is, people like things to reach for. And APM is one of those numbers where they see Koreans clicking, the, the keyboard's lighting on fire because they're going, you're just clicking buttons so fast. And um, it looks cool. It makes you look good. But um, yeah, effective APM is a completely different thing. And it's... Uh, yeah, it's not all about that, that the clickety clicks. It's, it's one like of those clickety things clicks. like which follows like you improve at the game and your APM will go up. If you mm-hmm. don't set out to mm-hmm. just improve your APM because that's going to get you nothing. Uh, yeah. So don't look at that as any sort of metric of skill. Uh, look at your win loss. Yeah, yeah. Well, loss ratio. Look at the macro the numbers, man. Game. Total like resources. well, just how you feel. Even just did you respond better to these? Even though you misclicked, or even though you were slow, did you re- have the right response? Because like Beal said, the, the, it will come with time uh, up to a certain point, and then certain people have their own caps, and at that point, you need to train yourself um, specifically on you know speed or whatever. But there, yeah, there is a natural a natural learning curve with the game, then the speed. <laughs> and that's almost yep. always how it is with everything. Don't put the cart before the horse. Yeah. Well, uh, very far. well guys, I thought it was like uh, pretty much like starting to get more and more debunked that uh, APM is not as important as we try to consider it at the lower level. Because oh, like, I think really not, yeah. Yeah, like uh, they, they've like done like, uh, like pro players have done like actual challenges where they've like literally played the game with one hand and it was the challenge like, that i mentioned yeah like yeah tried to get as low apm as he could and he was still beating grandmasters and stuff uh, yeah so like i think i think like uh like exactly like uh as i just said i think we just think that i think they they consider more it's like more about decision making and multitasking over apm 
Because yeah, like, Sean Hardy is pro yeah. profile open right now, and every single matchup he has against another semi-pro player that I would consider about his own level, like seventeen hundred Elo or some some such, mm. he's always being beaten on APM every single time. He's this, always like yeah. half half the amount, and he's uh, on seventy-five percent win rate. So I'd say he's doing good. Who's that? Good. Sean Hardy. Don Hardy? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, he's famous for having low APM yeah. because, like, when you see his streams, he's just chilling he's, in he's his, really in his sofa. Down. He's literally laying down. Like, with his, with his feet up. <laughs> like, and, like, he's, like, he's, like, he's made, like, a brand for himself doing that. He, like, I watch him, because like, I watch, I, follow, I follow a lot of AOE players, and, like, I follow him way back when he's playing more, and he's playing more. I'll click on him, and the dude literally has his feet kicked up on his desk. And I'm like, dude, very relaxed. What? And he's listening to good music, and, and he'll win. Like I, like I realize, I realize that APM really is like even me. I have lowered my APM, guys. Literally, at one point in time, my APM was over 200, and I was losing all the time. I just imagine you just I like was, like smashing your face into the keyboard, like clicking your mouse yeah. like a million times. This, yeah, like, that, like that's that's how it was. Like I mean, I've always played like I'm always like I'm over a twitchy player. I'm I spam click, you know, TC well, back. The thing I hear and, from professionals a lot, a lot of streamers who are like high diamond and above uh will usually say like oh well i click a lot and then spam click at the beginning because it keeps me warmed up and like yeah. i both kind of understand I, that mentality no, and also disagree i, I kind of i see both i can kind of get that you want to be quick so when you need it it's there but at the same time it's not like you can't just start clicking it's not like you have to like again it's not like you have to like start limbering up and stretching to go run a mile like your hands are going to click as fast mm. as they normally i, I don't know I, I i feel like I mean, it's not only the limbering up right it's uh you already try to uh get into the multitasking it's it's not that you click the ground it is that you switch between a town center scout town center scout villager distribution town center scout villager distribution like this is things you have to do later on as you control your army the mm -hmm. entire time this is not clicking the ground this is uh actually doing the things already so that you get into a habit it's like that's your that's your game cycle it's like an uh, I, I like that yeah, yeah it's, there well, we go that's a good way of putting it Internal metronome and it's uh, the faster you can start implementing good habits, the easier it will be. If you get to platinum and let them not, you know, I'm not picking on Jeremy. He's doing probably better than I ever would. Uh, but he it, uh, if he isn't doing those or if he is pretty slow, he needs to. I think it's not it's not out of the question to for people for him and people like him to start implementing good things checking things every so often tabbing over to your scout more often mm -hmm. um while you're still at a lower level <laughs> because if you get to your peak and then try and implement those you're going to drop down really bad down really hard and feel really really bad about it yeah it's yeah. what happened with me in league of legends i had some really bad habits that i had to break and and while breaking them i dropped like two and a half ranks and now i'm higher than i was then it's like it, it's Oh, it I really takes want to time talk about this. So I like this a lot. Sorry, not to cut in. I really like this a lot because I've been no, working on my key bindings. One thing I would say to, to newer, younger players out there who are still picking the game up or maybe just coming back and wanting to get better and you just feel slow. This is a thing I say is start learning the... Uh, I, I, I'll drag and drop like certain buildings uh, instead of using the key command just because sometimes I just fib the key and it's just annoying. I can just drag and drop as fast. But for certain things, I'm adding in key commands for certain things. I'm learning those like key bindings, learning those things, and I'm uh, changing my own key bindings. I actually just recently changed my, uh, I think I've said before, I use Spacebar for my town center, and I realized it always brought me back home. I want to be able to queue villagers without having to look at my home, though, because I've got my scout I want to babysit. I, I messed with some settings and changed some things up, so now I hit space to select it, then shift space to focus on my hometown center. So now I can 
do I can really have more control of when I go back and forth. But my, my main point was for those new people coming in, don't feel like you need to learn every single one of those right now. Um, the best way to start breaking some of those bad habits, kind of like what Caleb was saying, is pick one, you know, pick like one mm-hmm. thing to get better. at. For me, it was yep. houses for houses. I almost never click and drab. It's always QQ. I grab a fill QQ, put the house down like boom, like uh, shift queuing commands is really big. Uh, finding like getting a I, I put my docs on uh, zero now as my my docs will be on uh, command group zero, like doing things so I, I can kind of start bit by bit getting those then will make you faster and be able to jump between things more too so I, I, my big recommendation is pick like one thing at a time well like uh like lucifer i mean once you said that's he 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 recommended that he said pretty much like to really like really get your mechanics together the best way possible is to use your mouse as least as possible like you I mean he like i mean it's easier said than done but he he literally said that like if you once you get your you know hotkeys down and your commands like they're literally there for a reason it's going to naturally speed you up which in a game that timing matters, like, I mean, yeah, APM is not everything, but it's something. So like, I mean, the, the quicker you can kind of get like, you know, not, not actually, not as for the, even the, for the reason of APM, just for just the smooth and consistency of, okay, you click this button this many times, you're going to directly do that. You know, like, I mean, like I said, I think at the end of the day, APM is not really the biggest goal here. I think really it's decision-making and multitasking. Yeah, like APM should always be like a second order sort of. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah like yeah, like APM. And then once you get down your decision making, because like like I said, you can click and have 300 APM all you want, but just uh, just keep sending your, you could just keep sending your spearmen in there, just long bomb. Like you just like It'll be the you best really, micro like, spearmen ever as they die violently. Is <laughs> yeah, like like so really like I mean really I think the biggest thing that it should be really focused on is like actually. Like, believe it or not, I mean, I, I was coming to make my extra sheet, but maybe I'll kind of just not. But, like, I mean, really, a lot of people don't even read Tech Tree. Like, a lot of people don't even know exactly 100% what the Civ does and what's the best way of playing, which, like, I've kind of learned to do more and more. I, I haven't watched a single build order this season. I, I just, build orders are awesome, and they're good. They're a good way to get you started. But, like, if you actually go and read a Tech Tree, like, you know, when you're playing business teams, you actually have to read Tech Trees. Like, you have to but read a Tech, tech Tree. had a better UI, just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, Tech Tree, it is. I mean, like, I, I like the AWE2 Tech Tree, too. And, like, these Tech Trees are, like, so much. It's hard, it's kind of hard to, like, actually, you know, it's a lot to look at. It's a lot of information. You try to do the collapse form, whatever. It's still a lot. But the point I'm making is that, is that like, we, we, focus on, we focus on things that really aren't the, name, the main focus. I mean, we're worried about what, how much APM is. They don't even realize that villagers gather 10 gold per drop-off. And this is what the the upgrade to it drops off and we don't even know exactly what game plan we're going for or more. That's what I was messing up on. I was more worried about how fast I was moving and didn't even know that I was literally implementing the most goofiest strategy that you can possibly implement and make what the game more difficult. What you play, honestly? Oh, dude, you, you have before. You're looking at me like, what are you I, I doing, brother? You play, but what are you doing? What you play now that you're playing new Civs that you say you oh, have yeah. read a tech tree for oh, yeah. that you oh, have please. not watched a build order for? Please. Oh, you I will mean, probably obviously. still look at me crazy, but like, but like, I, but I have been actually enjoying the game more than I ever have by, it's it become more a little satisfying when I, you know, I tried things out and lost and i'm like oh okay watched it back okay i did that i did this you know my my apm has dropped it has most definitely dropped because i've slowed down my gameplay a little bit to actually consciously look at what i'm doing you know especially playing business teams like my apm is probably like probably 
Jerry I probably sense. run around me. He probably can run circles around me because I'm looking. I'm reading mid game. I'm like, okay, so the, so the <laughs> <sister>. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, like so, yeah, like I think we just. I think a lot of people have to kind of shift. I think sometimes we get over influenced by pro players, and we we're so quick to try to get on their level. Well, that, like, it's you you pull up one of their streams. What do you see? Beastie clicking oh, like a million times. Mind. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. I guess I need to do that to get good at the game. And <laughs> meanwhile, you got 200 APM. You've right clicked your uh, spears into archers like 30 times a minute. <laughs> and we all and we all know Beastie's on Adderall. So you can't get to that level. I don't <laughs> think he's on Adderall. <laughs> you got to stop saying that tonight. We're gonna get like a cease and desist one of these days, saying please stop <laughs> accusing him. Of... <laughs> I'm just I think kidding, it's brother, you know. But no, I think it's a good point. I think yeah, it's really you know, good point. We're not all Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. We can't master the skyhook, okay? <laughs> like, you know, like, we're just we're just trying our best to work what's best for us. I'm Kareem in my dreams. <laughs> oh, did I wish you were Kareem in my dreams. There you go. That's so already right. the Muggsy Bogues of aliens. <laughs> Muggsy Bogues, yo, that's great. Hey, listen, 5'3". Hey, he made it. And guess what? He made it onto the, hey, he made it work yeah. for him. He yep. made it work for him. Yeah, yeah. We, we all just got to learn our own game. My favorite, uh, my favorite content creator is Day Nine, uh, Sean Plot. He's an old StarCraft or OG StarCraft professional. Um, Sean is a current. Oh my gosh, he's so good. And he, uh, his his catchphrase for his channel is "Be a better gamer." And part of that, and part of the way he learns new games, is uh, the game. The what he expects out of tutorial is to show you what the fun in the game is and let you have the fun before you get to strategy, before you get to optimal build orders, before you get to anything. What is the fun and to start having the fun because it, 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 yeah, she builds like that's like what, why do we have this podcast? Because we enjoy the game, we think it's fun, we like talking about strategy because it's fun no but it's like it's it's people can get caught up really really easily in today's world with everything going on and with the uh, uh definitely not athletes around and uh, <laughs> it's it, uh, it, it's easy to get caught up in, in in trying to be too too competitive too much into it and really grinding on yourself uh find the fun have the fun then work on the strategies and the APM will follow up to some point And then eventually you can work on after you feel like you've hit a wall, work on that APM. Um, it's yeah. Don't, don't get focused on too much of one thing, especially if you're new, just have fun. Just, just yeah. go play. It's a fun game. I just said it better myself. Exactly. I want to put together like a new player, like how to get you into ranked one V one, like video, like a 10 they, minute they video. Need something. It like, needs to be short too. You, like, oh God. here's the fun. Like it's it needs to be short. <laughs> Just ten minutes. If I can, I can probably condense it into ten. That, that, that video that everyone was uh, like uh, over the moon of. I, I don't know who was the creator. It was like a recent thing, uh, like mm-hmm. a month ago. That's the one you yeah, posted. I know the one that Bill posted. The one you posted, Bill. Yeah, it was yeah. it was really good, but it, then it was one hour and. F- yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're, you're like, yeah, this is an amazing beginner's video. It's one hour and 30 minutes. I'm not going to watch that. Well, you really can't no, watch it. Come on, it's easy to get into. Just watch this hour and a half video. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he didn't start redescribing the game until like the 50 minute mark. I was like, oh, yeah, he was just, he was just kind of giving an overview. Well, he, he was like a whole video yeah. essay. He doesn't even make like video game content. I think he was like a mm-hmm. book reviewer, but he just made this because he was really passionate about it. Uh, that was a video. Really, I watched that. He basically said that uh, with a normal video game, like let's say an FPS game, right? Most people who play video games are used to having a control in your hand or WSAD 
on the keyboard and a mouse are used to having one hand walk around on the left side, right hand to look or sorry. Yeah. Walk around, walk and movement on the left, look around and visual on the right. Like most people kind of can speak FPS. Like if you've played one FPS game, if I've played Call of Duty, I can go play Fortnite. Like it's similar functions, right? Like I can if I've got the basics of just moving within the world, I've got that. I speak that language. And his thing was with RTS games. Uh, what's the what's the what's the carryover? What are you bringing that you already have? What's what, what what's your pre program knowledge you have? And it's multitasking, essentially. It's it's knowing how to multitask. Uh, great video. Really good video. It is really long. It's a good hour, though. It was a good one. Like, it's like, T, it's like two B security build orders. Because that's why I can't watch his build orders. <laughs> They're too long. Just too long. <laughs> his build orders are 35 minutes long. I'm like, dude. There's like, no dude, way. After like 10 minutes, it doesn't matter for me anymore. Yeah, I just need to make minutes. Exactly. He made sure y'all to play that exact game. Just play. get me to like the five minute you know, mark of the game. I do. I'm just kidding. At the 27 minute mark, he should have 43 villagers on food, 16 on gold, 4 on wood. and Yeah, if he ate on his build orders, he'd be he make a real different wave. Like he'd be doing really good. But yeah, it's a lot to get into. It's a lot. I mean, it can be daunting, but you could also just stop the video after the first. That, that's what I do. That's what I do. That's, that's what I do. I'm like, dude, thank you so much for giving me this. I, I think it's helpful, especially for like when I, when I was like really sweating on HRE. It was really nice for me to be able to go through and be like, okay, so what's he doing with his regnets and how many does he have ready for nights coming in at nine minutes into the game? And then after that, you know what I mean? At 12, 15 minutes and 20 minutes, where so like, I think they're. They're more useful the more detailed you're trying to get. The yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. You're most so I think it's right. good to have them that way. I just think maybe having a, a I don't know. A, all right, this is if you're bronze, stop here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much. I think that is that is how I approached the game like the last three seasons because uh, like I played random obviously and uh, I had not really a whole clean build order for anything. I was just obviously I'm exposed to the game. I'm casting games. I'm I know what I'm supposed to do, but I don't know the exact villager count. And yeah, I couldn't I couldn't hop and, in and play a deli, for instance. Yeah, I just couldn't do it. Like, I, yeah, I, I can I can give a decently fast deli build order, but a deli main will beat me any time. And like that starts at platinum one. But uh, yeah, like I can I can get to feudal age and then I can start making normal decisions and play the game and I feel like then I, it goes up again for me. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, no, and part of it's just the game design too because like you know what's dark age? There's a handful of dark age skirmishes, but generally dark age is for executing a build order and that's like where the difference is made in that age. Um, like I, I only hit conqueror better. because I actually yeah. sat down and practiced build orders again because I yeah. couldn't do it before. Yeah, and it's just a part. It's, that's part of this specific game design, and RTSs in general have build orders, and there are certain. Uh, it's a chess uh, opening. Yeah, it's a chess yeah. opening, and and I've yeah. actually been playing a lot of chess on my phone. Ooh, and it's, wow, it's fancy. Yeah, te- yeah, teach me, dude. Yeah, teach me, dude. Chess. I don't ask for. I am no. no. Yeah, dude, you chess, dude. Come on, let's hear it. When's chess two coming out? Chess two. Chess two. Uh, I mean, so it, it's interesting because there is a ton of. Uh, carryover like like as i've been getting into this more like people reference chess and like tyler one from league of legends is like doing really really good at chess right now um he uh it's it's intriguing because it's like it's like the first esport because the way it functions it's not you're not moving your body you're not being an athlete you're not doing any of that stuff but it's very very like if when i when you start playing the game one square 
versus another square does not feel like any difference at all. And as you play it more, you like are like, oh my gosh, if I pick the left square versus the right square, I might just die. <laughs> and it's like really interesting how like deep it can get with such a, a simple surface level look to it. Um, yeah. Uh, I want to move on uh, to Joan of Arc. We bashed on my sieve. Let's bash on reels for a little bit. Um, Joan of Arc, we've already touched on on the biggest complaint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You have been recognized, Beal. Your time starts now. All right. Opening statement. So I just want to I want to put this out there. I want to say that before the expansion was released, I was already saying, hey, look, the sieve I'm most excited for is Jean d'Arc. Everybody was like, oh, the Byzantines, oh, the, oh, the Japanese, they look cool. I was like, no, Jean d'Arc. Also, like a couple weeks before that, I remember saying, hmm, before they even announced when it was just her name, I remember saying, is this going to be a Civ with a hero unit? And how do hero units fit into the design space of Age of Empires? Because you're taking you're taking like a Warcraft three design decision and trying to nestle it into, uh, into AOE fours design space. And, and without off the bat, too. I was just like, I don't think, I don't think that's such a good idea. It's uh, <laughs> really not. It's not, but I, I do hope, but they, it's here I, anyway. I feel like, I feel like <laughs> it is going to fall. Eventually she's either going to be like impossible to balance. It's, she's either going to be too overtuned uh, or, or just unplayable. too weak, or mm-hmm. just too similar to the actual French that it's not a difference. She's a um, knight. She just has a name. It's fine, <laughs> right? She turns into a con or something. Uh, but for the not time the con being, again. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, I do hope they eventually find the proper balance for Jeanne d'Arc. She is oh, so fun to play. I'm having. I hope we have a discussion fast. about how to do that later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because um, I have ideas. That's next podcast. I, I have ideas too. Uh, but she is so fun to play. Um, this is like, I loved Warcraft 3 uh, before AoE 4. Like, Warcraft 3 is my favorite RTS. I love like the micro of hero units, the additional layer. Like, you've got your like normal macro, you've got your micro in fights, but your macro also encompasses on leveling up heroes across the map, like timing their experience gains, going to shops, buying them items, kitting them out on top of like an RTS. Uh, so fun to play. Um, I loved it. It was so good. Yeah. And I was so, so pumped when John Dark was like, oh, we get to do similar things to that. I get to like keep a hero around, have unique abilities, gain experience. All that stuff. Uh, she's a blast to play. And I really understand why people think she is so overtuned as well. So let's hear a complaint. Yeah, I, I think uh, I'll, I'll start this one off. Um, I think the biggest problem with her is that um, I think fundamentally uh, in the early age, especially there is no reason to engage her. Uh, there's no incentive to be had for engaging Joan of Arc as the opponent. Um, and Okay, I'm going to say I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think really you can you can like her herself. Right. You avoid the hero unit. You can engage like build horsemen, go raid her villagers. Um, You can camp boars and 
you can engage her then while she's fighting a boar, try to try to kill her when she's at half health. Um, but I think staying away from her and trying to find your advantage against her economy is where they were going for the design decision there. Cause it is, you are at such a disadvantage if you go head on because you're going mean, to feed her. Uh, the, problem Beale, the problem Beale, is that what is she going to do then? I agree. I'm going to go try send to horsemen, but in the meantime, she's just going to take some knights and just wreck my base behind that. I mean, well, at that point you're playing against French. Um, you're playing against French with either slower night production, like they're going to be at your base later, or uh, they're going to be like normal French timing. But then like Jean's just completely out of the picture. So you're just engaging against your standard uh, Royal Knight opening for the French. I, mean, I guess I, I guess the tricky thing is if I want to go and try and like raid and disrupt because because that is a big downside with Joan of Arc is that the eco isn't quite there like it is with French. They're a little stunted uh, economy wise. The problem is, is by the time I do get any kind of things to go raid, those resources are not then put into my defense. And so the French Knights will just steamroll my vills back at home. Like they, I, I, you have to invest in that defense because those Royal Knights have to be respected, even if it's just one or two of them. And so you get kind of trapped in your base, unless you're a hyper aggressive Civ and you're kind of taking map control everywhere, maybe like a deli or something. Uh, but I, I just feel like they're such a juggernaut because I can't, by the time I get to their base, they will have a knight in mine. I, I can't allocate resources equally to doing it both. Well, you know, I can I can understand why you feel that way, but I can also say that is not my issue with Jenny. My issue with Jenny is not that she's strong. My issue with Jenny, Jenny from the block. I'm sorry. Ge genuinely unrewarding to play against her. It feels yeah. unfun. There needs to be a every time you take a fight, it feels like you're losing. Mm -hmm. Every time you kill her, it feels like it did nothing because she comes instantly back. Because yeah, yeah. you can just buy her back and there is no repercussion except buy for back a tiny gold cost. Yeah. Is the biggest issue with Jean. I think that's where she is the most broken. And that is uh, because that is that is that makes it genuinely unfun to play against Jenny for me. Like No, that's exactly yeah, right. that's exactly what I do. No matter what I do, I'm losing. That's exactly right. so how somebody I feel. explain buyback to me. So, so when she dies, uh, actually I'll Dark, go ahead. Nope. Uh, <laughs> when she dies, uh, you can go to your town center. Um mm -hmm. In Feudal Age, when she's level two, uh -huh. I think it's like a, a two-minute respawn timer, or you pay okay. 250 gold, and she's, boom, right back. Immediately. Interesting. And so the punishment is at, at full health. At full health, yeah, ready to go. Interesting. Yeah, so, that's a... Yeah, no. I mean, well, is, the punishment in, like, Warcraft was, like, they got put on a timer. Same thing with, like, League of Legends with heroes. They get put on a timer when they die. That's, like, yeah, the, I, that's the reward you get outside of the other stuff, but... I feel um, like Warcraft, was it resources and timer? Maybe it was resources to build like your second and third heroes. It was resources timer. to build your extra heroes. The first one you, you, you got for free. You had to build it. It took like build time. Yeah. Um, and But it was free. And then the, uh, your extras you would get um, at the cost of money. But even when they die, they got put on a cooldown uh, before they would respawn. And I right, think that's a really... Cost anything. It yeah. didn't cost anything to revive them, but it was like 50 seconds but towards the later yeah. parts of the you game. You instantly revive the tavern for half HP and resources. Yeah, I'm but it would cost a, a good chunk of money and they were half it HP and stuff. And, also, and, it was, and it wasn't at your base. And the other, like, they had heroes and they got massive experience boosts 
for mm-hmm. killing your heroes. We don't so, yeah. You had an yeah. incentive to kill the hero. There's no incentive mm-hmm. to fight the right hero. Right now, your incentive kinda... to kill the hero is so she doesn't get experience and kill think, you instantly. Yeah, and the yeah, thing I is, think... it's, it's, she's difficult to take down because she can heal herself. She has an ability to heal herself. Oftentimes, you'll get her down to like like one HP, and then the player will just pull her back smartly. Will pull her back and then heal. And so you're putting everything in trying to kill her. And then when you, it's, it's like you said, Askeladd, when you do kill her, uh, she just pops right back up and I'm still got a bunch of knights to deal with. And it, it's just like, oh my I, goodness. And the area of effect attack mm-hmm. she has against spears means it's it's oh. so uh, difficult <laughs> to counter <laughs> the knights. Wait, she has AOE against spears? She has spears. AOE against oh, spears. Yeah. yeah, that's the problem. Is she comes <laughs> at you with knights and then you have the spears to brace. Then she just AOEs your spears down and is healing. That's so funny. It's, it's, she is powerful, man. She packs a punch. There's, there's two skill trees per se that you can go. There's a melee Jenny that has an AOE cleave, and there's the ranged Jenny that has like a true shot that does pure damage. Interesting. Hey, hey can, I, can I interject really quick? This is just bringing me so much joy to hear my two fellow podcast mates argue about which uh which is less op other two cheater makes <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. okay listen as the as the one podcast member who has had some integrity and is oh, not playing you know what no man they're, they're both broke I mean, we're not playing i'm not playing either of them yeah there we <laughs> yeah, go about either that yeah exactly so us uh me and caleb we're gonna uh, wait, I, I would ask that i mean caleb <laughs> Class, we're gonna sit back on the side and watch. We're gonna go play Jushi's Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna oh, get the popcorn. We we've had on to our honor. We're playing Byzantines. We're playing uh, nothing but difficulties this season. <laughs> I'm just You're playing. Just I'm just playing. You're just You're me. I feel. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Best the seven soccer ten. Best the cool. second. Like, Let's, go right now, Let's go right now, Let's go. Who's the real winner of that exactly. game? Like the one who wins is the more cheating sieve. Like exactly. that'd be a really good. I'll watch that show match. Who's the bigger cheater sieve? Oh, you know what I'm saying. But anyway, that, anyway, yeah, my fault. Let me get back to Let, let's get back on it. This is very well balanced, and fun. She's so fun to play, though. That like this is, but she's so unstyle that I want. Like, uh, right? There needs to be. There needs to be some sort of. Honestly, I have I have like player. two fixes that would immediately make it better. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I had fixes. So I had an, yeah, I had an idea. I, I did pose. I do want to get this out there. Uh, just okay, Mr. Like Cheeto, we're listening. <laughs> thinking from a thematic, like because she's a hero unit, um, and it's weird to have like oh, they you come back to life. Uh, I think it would make sense if you kill. If you kill Joan, you get a gold bounty for it, but she doesn't like die. She's like, quote unquote, kidnapped. And if you want to buy her back, it's like paying a ransom. So the gold that you spend to buy back goes to the other player uh, on top of the gold bounty that they got for killing the maid of Orléans. Interesting. That's interesting. I like I that. Honestly, even if there was just a bounty just to buy her back, I think that'd be enough. That'd be, it was my thought was uh, get rid of the buyback entirely, was my thought. We'd just get rid of that, uh, make it so she just comes back on a, a set timer that's a bit longer. That way there's, there's an incentive to get rid of her from the field because then you don't have to worry about her for X amount of time. Um, but I like right. your system. I, that, I like your system's nice. Then it rewards right. the player. Yeah, it, gives you a decision. it gives you a decision because as yeah. John, you want to play with the uh-huh. hero unit. You don't want to just sit around without her, but now you need to make the decision a of like, wow, okay, I like that. Do I, I think send resources and tribute to get this hero back? I've got one other thing I would change. Kind of, 
if I could, if I can real Go quick. Ahead. My other, right. that, 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 that was kind of fix one. And I like your fix better than my fix. Actually, that, that's brilliant. Cause that, 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 that would make the game fun for everyone. Um, my other fix good. is, uh, I think her experience, she her. shouldn't be able to get up to castle age Joan of Arc until you reach castle age. I think that should be capped. Her level should be capped mm, with the age you're in. No, that's you a huge so? merge. That's a huge, that's like, I, I think that's a little too much. I mean, so, okay. Uh, think about it this. She gets the spawner champions age three. She turns into a mounted unit. She now takes additional damage from spears. It, it feels like if you're going to engage Joan in feudal for an extended period of time, uh, you really do need to think about eventually getting to castle. It's kind of like playing against English. Uh, okay. And they're doing their longbow, like feudal all in. And when they start getting that critical mass of men at arms, and now you're realizing, oh, I don't really have any units that can engage against these. Mm. Uh, I think it's a similar sort of timer there. Okay. I would say if you implemented the first change, I'd be okay with it. Because as it is right now, uh, it feels really busted that you can't kill her without her just popping right back up. And then she gets to level three and you got castle age stuff around you. Uh, I think with your fix, if you were to do that change that you mentioned, I think then I could I could see the I could see the uh, the argument for that. I, I could be I could be swayed. Once yeah. you have to listen to that, I like that. Actually, that would be really different. It like, feels bad to, to kill her. Pay. Yeah, like you. What if, what if is, so I really like Beale's idea of, of making a decision, paying the person. I think that's a good fix. Um, uh, I, I still think there should be some kind of cooldown uh, after a hero unit dies. I just think it is the most natural way to have a thing. Um, and then in order to get her back, you could then purchase her. And then, uh, my, my thought instantly goes with that strategy is, okay, I just focused her down so I can try and get a boost of income, assuming that person will buy it. And then I never get that boost of income. So now my strategy is kind of thrown out. So you can kind of play mind games that way. Um, the other one that I had, you don't, you don't have to deal with Joan. So you still, it's a win-win either way to take her down. No, I know. But my, or my other thought was, um, get rid of the buyback. I don't know why that exists. Um, it works in Dota. Buyback is in the game because it is fun to play with the hero unit. Yes, yes. And I get that. And I and I get that. But it, the reward for killing a hero unit has has always been and they it is don't fix something that isn't broken is uh revive cooldown. Um if there is an incentive to kill her, uh I think the other thing aside from um you know, getting money for buying her back for ransom to be thematically on point. I think creating a debuff for the units around her when she dies. Uh, so, so you have a bunch of knights. She dies. There you lose morale. Oh, we just get you. That would just be a sweep. It'd yeah. be a high risk, high reward. You like, set her on and fire, so, and there's a burn. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, historically accurate. There you go. No, but something like that, I think, would be good. So then you focus fire her and the person gets punished for not microwing. So then she's not in the fight, not dying and giving a, a morale loss or he dies and everybody loses X stats. Honestly, I feel like that's very prohibitive then. Yeah, like, I, I feel like that when you kill her, that is also incentivizing what you to not use her. Sorry. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It would incentivize not to use her, which we don't really want. But I feel like when you do eliminate her. The knights and stuff around her do feel like they just crumple. I will say that when I have managed to kill Joan of Arc, it does feel like everything around immediately crumples in. The problem is I start chasing them back to the base and oop, there she is again. And it's like right back where you were. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know if I would do that bit. But it, I, I do, I do kind of it does feel it feels like it just because the natural buffs do just kind of leave like where she can't kill the spearmen anymore. So yeah. they just go straight to the knights. Boys, yeah, but then I'm but then I don't know. I guess my point is that it's like 
I don't know. I just Boy, feel like that, I'm sorry. Like, man, uh, Bill, you got my wheels turning in my head. That'd be so crazy <laughs> if, like, you kidnapped Joan of Arc and they could, like, am I based on when you decide to buy her? That depended on how much gold she cost. So like, oh. so like, so like, it also so feeds like, into you want Castle Age to like, yeah, and you give so gold, like, and it's easier to yeah. get. Yeah. So like, if you bought her back with them like right away, you had to drop a load, like you had to get some bread. But the more time, as time waned on, she became cheaper. I like it a lot. Yeah, oh, Two fifty okay. gold in feudal is yeah, that's joke. Yeah, that's not much at all. What if? Yeah. What if you could be like? That's less than you know, two tickets what, for Ayubids. Just saying. <laughs> what if what if you, if you played as the English, you had an option of killer and she never got ever, but you English could can actually just kill her as a witch. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> All right, well, that means we need to move on to the next subject. You're typing to your opponent. Dude, come on, bro. Please, dude. She's young. Don't let this happen. <laughs> that would be crazy. Okay, I'm sorry. Right, no, right. I'm uh, sorry. Let's go to Japanese real quick. Um, hold Japanese... up, hold up. Oh, I hadn't oh. had my go yet. Oh, that's fair. I have more ideas. <laughs> so I, I was actually going to lead in with the idea of the ransom, but uh, Bill beat me to it. Also, I think I don't know who made the suggestion. It was in Blade Stream. Uh, whoever the guy was who came up with that initially, shout out to you. you oh. You're the man. That, I that was an amazing I idea. Came out myself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, okay, maybe it was Bill all along, and uh, yeah. Carolina and, thoughts. Uh, well, it does seem like an elegant solution to it. It's it's a very elegant solution. Um, so there's uh, another thing like that uh, I actually picked up from Path of Exile. So if she dies, she loses some experience, just a little bit, mm-hmm. not a lot, but yeah, just lose experience. Just make it more prohibitive. Make that and level three power spike where you just auto win the fight because mm-hmm. you just yeah. summon three men at arms that have bonus damage to spears inside your opponent's army. I was, a, I was a dirty, dirty Joan player early today. <laughs> I spawned three champions over a wall into the Japanese base. Oh my what? gosh. Oh, I hope you that felt really beautiful. bad. You just, you just helicopter dropped him in there. Oh my yeah. gosh. You can do that? that, that, that mm. And people were like complaining in uh, the Beastie game That'll day, be fixed. Uh, where Shinobi could blink between walls. I saw that today. I was oh, like, yeah. It was really fun. It's really fun. That feels that shinobi feels I think fine. They should keep they should keep the shinobi. Yeah. Oh, for that sure. Still that's, a fun, like, that's, that's a fun mechanic. RTS, like the blink mechanic, was meant for jumping through walls and stuff. Yeah, Jonah Arc being able to yeah, summon yeah. stuff inside the walls, that feels dirty. No, it that, was, yeah, that, it was that'll really get fixed. dirty. Yeah. It was really dirty. I didn't mean that's to, but funny. I hit actually, R and how would you fix that? Oh, how would you fix that? Because how would you you have to have some way to tell what's inside and outside? I mean, it's just uh, like coding issue. Like, how would you code that? Like, where do you want to spawn these new units? Uh, whatever, whatever calculations it makes. Uh, is it there a wall between, like the origin point of Joan, and is there a wall between that and where you're going to spawn them? And if it's so, it should be, uh, uh, it should be easily fun. done. Yeah. Do we need to take a break? Um. Probably so. I have two more points because I, I think uh, there's two more issues with Jenny right now. The fact that she gets to level three too fast and that just wins you the game automatically. You can add some more EXP. Well, to yeah, you three. just make it, make it a little harder to hit level three, and uh, then that her champions are actually just a little too strong, and I mean that in the late game actually, because uh, you can train them from the keep, and they are very very powerful and very cheap. And as soon as you hit that imperial tech. That makes them even better. Like, 
they're they're like the backbone of your army. You don't need any other units. They're so good. Mm. Just yeah, make I, them just a little cheap, uh, just a little a little weaker. I think he's all you guys saying can take in consideration. We need we need somebody. I love Bill's buyback idea. I I really hope that there are devs listening to this point in the podcast because I think that is exactly the kind of fix that would make the game really fun to play for both players. Just go hunt Jenny. It's gonna be great. Well, no, there should be like a regular bounty too for killing for killing John. There should be like because. You play Jean d'Arc and you get these little dopamine responses like every time a unit dies within you, within oh, the range yeah. of her and you see like, oh, plus seven, oh, plus seven. <laughs> even if you're level four, it feels so good to see that. Yeah, even if you know like, oh, this isn't going to anything. Um, there should be like a big plus 50 for like just a straight up bounty of killing her. Yes, more dopamine, please. I'd like some. <laughs> <laughs> gimme, gimme. My gambling addiction not giving me enough right now. Yeah. <laughs> what if Ruth's got a better bounty for killing her too? Oh, I don't think Ruth needs any buffs. She's not an yeah. animal. Exactly. You're right. You're right. She feels like one on the battlefield. Just saying. <laughs> if she weighs as much as a duck. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. There you go. If it uh, squeals and, and and attacks like a boar and chases me down like like a veil running from a boar, <laughs> I, I think she might be considered an well, animal. Thanks. So at this right point, there. give boars AOE damage, please. Dude, let's do it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that, uh, that was crazy. completely a joke. I do not want AOE damage for boars. Um, let's, uh, okay, we, we, we got to get to a break here soon, but I want to talk about Japanese and Jushis just a little bit. Um, Order of the Dragon yeah. just really sucks right now. Um, we can go yeah, for them some other time. Order of the Dragon, I wanted them to be cool. They're, they're really tough. Once you get to Castle Age before them, uh, it's just over. Crossbows just Crazy. shred them. We all thought they're going to be insane, like OP. I guess I'm their, their ego is too but... slow. If you could ever get to a max yeah. pop with them, they're dangerous. But you just, I, I think, though, honestly, real quick, I think Lancenecks are the best thing they have going for them. Um, the air because the beefy uh, tank extra health Lancenecks that in mass can just do AOE damage. Boom, that's a way to win. Other than that, they, they just their, their ego struggles so hard. Spearmen archers. They're they're uh, do fifty damage to cavalry per hit. Yeah, fifty. Yeah, Yeah, but if you go against a sieve like English that can pop out men at arms, you're gonna. Your horsemen are pretty beefy too, though. I feel like they might be like a feudal a feudal sieve. Is kind of they are. But if you get beat by someone who castles up really fast in time, uh, you're just gonna. Once the crossbows start coming out, you're gonna be struggling. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I want to talk about Japanese a little bit. Or go ahead, go ahead, Beal. Go ahead. Sorry, just throwing one thing out. Uh, not really helping my case against playing the most broken sieve. Uh, but yeah. I was looking at That's A with four world. I was looking at the uh, Jean's champions, like Askeladd was saying. And I'm looking at uh, level four Joan of Arc, the the one that she can choose to summon the cannons. Uh, she can benefit from both royal bloodlines. And, uh, and she's cruise. Work. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. <laughs> she has like 700 health. Yeah, that's objectively oh hilarious. That is ridiculous. And armor from Siege Works. Oh my god! And, and she has 66 percent less range damage taken. That's Man. so funny. That is insane. She's a yeah. for any armor. It's and amazing. Abrams. <laughs> Yeah, yeah Bill, I think, sorry. you know, we'll, Bill, we're getting on sock. I think you're the real villain in the podcast. Exactly. Bill, I don't know. It was real quiet on that uh, AUB conversation. You know, I'm realizing, you know what? No, no, no you were. I'm just <laughs> playing, dude. 
I mean, you flip a coin. If it comes up heads, you win. If it comes oh, up heads, Oh, never mind. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, on yeah. 700. It's 972 health, and she's oh on 19 God. ranged armor. 19 ranged armor before the ranged damage reduction. Yeah, yeah, it's a good civilization. That's why I stay away from it because I don't play cheater series. Sorry, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm being real tough. I'm just playing, guys. I'm just talking. Just waiting for me to go off again. Everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, Sock is mad. Sock is mad. We gotta see him get angry, guys." I'm just trying to see that same energy. I want to see him literally just bring me in a private chat. Just you know, no, you get a little idea, a lot I just feel like I'm a sleeping bear that Chanel's just got a long stick poke, just trying to get me to roar. I just want to see that same energy, man. I was enjoying it. I tuned in. I heard you going off. I was like, "This is what I'm trying to hear." Yeah, let's go. I'm sorry. I'm a so person. Even then, I don't feel like I was getting that uppity up. No, you weren't bad. You were not bad at all. You were not bad at all. They forgot my nuggets at McDonald's yesterday after I had to wait in drive through. Okay, this is really. Oh, God. That's your guy? I don't usually. Yeah. I'm usually really, really nice. I don't get usually really angry, but I, I went. I went out with my kid. I was buying Christmas lights, setting things up. Um, went to McDonald's in the drive-through because I was like, just gonna grab some like nuggets and fries, go home. Just you know, we'll eat crap, crappy American food. We'll do it. We'll do it. Um, they were like, okay, can you just go ahead and pull ahead in the parking lot right in front here? It's gonna be a couple minutes for the nugs to finish. And I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of odd, but fine, whatever. They forgot about me. I sat there for ten mm-hmm. minutes, fifteen minutes. And I finally went in and said, hey, where's my food? I didn't even grab it. And when they asked me if I want a receipt when I paid my food, I said no. Because I didn't I think oh. in my wildest dreams that I would need to prove I bought food because I was in line at the drive-thru and I was like, nah, I'm fine. I don't need a receipt, whatever. Uh, but I walk in and go, hey, where's my food? I don't have a receipt because I didn't grab it. But like, where's my food at? And they're like, oh, that's so liar. And they, then they're like, oh, what's, are you the one who got like, like the Happy Meal and the McRib and then like the nugs? I was like, Yes, that's me. Please, like, oh, here's the food. Sorry, I drive all the way home then to eat. They forgot my nuggets, dude. Oh, Can you imagine no. how angry I was? Oh, I like sure just about lost it. I I just I just stoned up my room and just like laid down and just I I just I couldn't I couldn't I was so upset, guys. Anyways, uh, just I just don't get angry very often. And even my I go on rants oh, every now and then, but I don't usually get very angry. But man, I was angry. Sock is probably was, nuts. That'd red, be crazy. Red hot angry sock is a very rare animal. Um, <laughs> that would be, be. I would probably almost put a hole in the that. wall. But I, I usually I'm super level headed. <laughs> but I I was like kicking stuff. I was so mad. I, I just because like I was in a great mood, but then it was like one thing after another. Like I just like man, this is what I get for being the nice guy. Like. I didn't go in. Yeah. I didn't yell at them. I didn't double check that they got me the right stuff. I just assumed that they were trying their best and then they still screwed me. I was so mad. It would be so much better if you went up to the register and they're like, oh, we've heard that tale before. You didn't order nothing, sir. Get oh, out of here. Oh, dude, I would have been so <laughs> mad. Actually, at, at, okay. This yeah, we don't serve Peter Sims here. I was at no, Subway. This week, I was at Subway meeting the wife for lunch. She ordered online. We just had to pick it up. And they didn't have the drinks, so we just grabbed the drinks. And then the guy's like, oh, can you pay for those first? I was like, I already did. It's on the this receipt right here, like, with the food. Like, I just need to grab the drinks. Like, we already paid for it. He kept giving us weird looks the entire time. As we're walking out, he went through the trash and pulled up the bag with the receipt on it to check it. Kid you not. Was and I was just That's like, so dude. Like, was, was he a manager? Must have been. Yeah, I'm like, what what you a jerk. I'm not here to rob you. I got two kids. Like, I'm not going to rob you four dollars of soda. I promise you. I was, I, you know, you guys know me. I'm like, I'm a pretty integritous person. Like, I, I've got quite a bit of integrity. I'm, I'm like, I can't lie. I just can't. So to have someone assume that, man, I just, oh, I was up in arms. I was like, come Sorry. on. 
I, I thought you were a man of integrity, so I saw you playing bizarre when oh, you oh did. Oh, my gosh. Like, oh, my gosh. Sir Devils. Jade O'Hara saying how you've been balanced. All right. I'm sorry. I just couldn't help myself. Okay, I'm done. Um, let's let's talk about Japanese mode. and Jushi's legacy real quick, and then we'll take a break. Um, it's been two hours. We we got to get on this. We're we're running out of time. Uh, <laughs> Japanese. Uh, the two TC build is really interesting. Um, Shinobi are really fun. They also have an okay fast castle. Anyone else have any thoughts on Japanese besides that the Ozutsu are freaking awesome in Imperial Age? Man, I, I saw videos. I, I, love, I love Japan. Japan. Ozutsu, like in real life, those are like hand cannons. Like those are insane. Oh. Yeah, they're carrying around an actual uh, cannon. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. How do they hit anything, dude? I'm, I'm it not. Doesn't lying. matter. It, it's an intimidation thing. I think. I I think all three strats are pretty good with the uh, Japan. I think Japan is. I, listen, that's the set I played the most this season, and I'm loving. I mean, the two TC strat I haven't got down yet, but okay. Like I know we're late, so I'll make it really quick. But really, with the fast castle build, I think even though I always make fun of fast castle builds. But uh, like Fast Castle, I think it's pretty decent with Japan because if you use the floating gatehouse and you build your production right next to it, and those uh the Yoroshiro spawns out, you you can just like as you're building, like the moment you go up to Castle Age, you just um make like maybe save some wood up, get the um what is their their religious building the Shinto shrine. Shinto, get the Shinto shrine. Floating gate. Yeah, Shinto yeah. Shrine so, like, what you do, yeah, you get the production building in front of the floating gate. The moment, say, you want to go in the night to put two stables or three stables in front of the floating gate, the moment the uh, the uh, the Yoroshiro spawns out, you just literally take it all, just put them all in the stables right in front of the floating gate. And then with that Shinto shrine, you just start, you send out that Shinto priest immediately to start collecting relics. And it's actually kind of smooth. Like, I forgot who I heard it from. I, it's not original. I, I heard it's I'm not that smart. But I heard, like, it's actually pretty good for a, a castle build with the Japanese. Literally build, like, I, how many spawn? I think, what, two Shinto? You uh, spawn with two Yurishiro. Two Yurishiro spawn, and you get one Shinto priest. Yeah, and that, but that, and that, and that's Yurishiro. Okay. Yurishiro. I'll, I'll yeah, Yurishiro. Yeah, but, like, and just, uh, and just, like, it, like, it's just, you could do, obviously, you put it inside your mining your uh mine camp and just get the passive gold or you know passive wood or for your tc but if you want to like go into like a like a more of a more efficient military production you literally build you like you go to castles with that intention build whatever production you're trying to go into right outside the floating gate the moment they spawn you could literally get uh, your shido in all three of those production buildings like immediately and then you're obviously clearly going to have your shinto priest just sitting there but then since you, you know you you've planned for it, you immediately, you know, get a Shinto shrine. So the moment he puts those Yoroshiro, I'm saying wrong, Yoroshiro into the production building. It's like yeah, Yoroshiro. Yeah, you uh yeah, you put them in your production building, you immediately send out your Shinto priest and start collecting relics. And then the moment you like so like the Shinto priest is busy for a minute, just getting all the relics, shift key them, and you'll pretty much have production out in the field. You'll have Mounted samurai harassing in castle while you're collecting, uh, while you're collecting um, relics in the background while you already have your Yoroshiro 
fully garrisoned or whatever you need. It's a pretty nice build. So I think Fast Cow is not bad. Uh, obviously, the, the Dime Mill Manor, if you want to go one TC and just go Dime Mill Manor and basically make farms around your TC, which has been my favorite play style, and kind of go for a more passive two-second TC play, it's very good for feudal age because you can just pretty much dominate the field with infantry. Which infantry with the sam uh, with the samurai and the um I can't think what's the one unit that's really fast. Geisha. Oh man, yeah, Geisha. like you go, yeah, you just harass the honorable geisha and just kind of like go through that with the daimyo manor, get out of bannerman, and like you said, Sock, I realized you said bannerman don't stack. If you kind of get a couple out there, they just kind of like insurance. Like once yeah. one dies, yeah, you got to kind of get it. So they don't stack, but it does kind of keep the flow going. So that's also a play style. I love Japanese. I could talk about it for a minute, but and they're great on hybrid maps. So then that's yeah, where the that's yeah, where the are crazy. Yeah, that's gonna go crazy, and that's where the Coco. That's when the uh, Coco Township comes into play, because like I said, you literally if you go for a you know faster feudal age, you can completely stall out your enemies production like for like you you age up the same time as your enemy into fetal age if you're on water you send out a samurai to stall the production of their um their dogs which yeah it also stalls out their food but also it makes you get a military ship out quicker and you just got that edge and get a military ship out so basically their age up is stalled by another 30 seconds because you have the yoshida out there not y'all that's not your shinobi, shinobi, shinobi yeah, out there Falling out like it's just Japanese to me is actually and Byzantine. I can go on that too, but Japanese is easier to learn. I think it fit it fit more to the meta of the game. It's I think it's uh like for example, Byzantine has the lowest win rate. I think I I think almost record label a record of any civilization in the game, almost thirty nine percent win rate. But uh, why Japanese has a fifty percent? Japanese is fit into the meta pretty Japanese well. Japanese feels pretty and, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you and you can you can you can try a bunch of different strategies. Except on hybrid map. Like the, yeah, 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 yeah. This has like, a lot of higher wave. Fishing ships on Insane. hybrid it allows you to have all that wood to yeah. to make as many like naval ships as you want as soon as you yeah. feudal. Or Japanese... it allows you to have bills on different resources. Yeah, as you age up. Nice, nice feudal what age we, timing while not having that much on wood. Yeah, yes. what do we think about? Because I, I think the longest time, uh, Rus, HRE, English, I think I'm missing another civ that's really good at water. China, China are, are really good at water. I think English is like kind of a fourth. HRE. HRE, yeah, yeah. So, so I would say Rus, HRE, China, English were kind of the top four. I think in that order. Where would you put Japanese? Because I think they're up there. I think they belong in a spot up there. I don't know if I want to say they're not. Depends on what kind of water map we're talking. Is it one body yeah. or is it a hybrid with like fishing mm. in several ponds? Yeah, I agree with uh, Asper. Yeah, I think if it's like, I think if it's mainly water, I don't. I think Japanese is probably middle tier. If it's but one if it's body, like, I don't think Japan is extremely good because you concentrate your docks at one point. Yes, you can probably not stop all the sabotages, but you can stop sabotages against the shinobi. And well, like uh, there lakes, are ships that can beat Japan on water quite easily. Yeah, okay. But like, like a four lakes. For maybe... example, this cheater sieve oh. called Hybrid <laughs> that will just age up at the, like the four minute mark. Okay. Easily, okay or okay. before that and get their let's, first warship out. Let's talk about fast upgrades here. Let me ask a question in context. So are they good on water just yes. because they can paralyze the buildings or are they actually um, good on water got, for other? 
they've also got the cheaper and fishing the cheaper, ships, so they can ships. save the, yeah. their economy. It's can be more, more worth for them to go water because of the ships, uh, for because of the cost, and they can. Okay, fight I was gonna say because I don't know if that makes them good on water or just just good at they're, stopping they're, water. They're, <laughs> they don't have any particular bonuses as water navy that I could point to, but having the ability to on land disrupt things and the cheaper fishing ships yeah. lets you save wood for the eventual yep. production. They're they're definitely I wouldn't say they're the best Solid. on water, but I would say they definitely belong in the top. I guess now five is what we'd say. The top five. Yeah, they, they have a niche. They have a niche. That's for sure. Tell you the truth, I think another good water city that's up there. I mean, like, I don't know where to place them, but I think Byzantines are good on water too. The fact that you can get olive oil from water, like I mean, like like that's well, you can just get it from shorefish though, right? Yeah, yeah shorefish. But like, I, believe, I believe with the uh, dots, I don't know if the the gather rate. I think you might same thing as like gathering food. And that's don't quote me that, but I believe that, uh, like, you know, for example, when you return with the ship, you have a higher gather rate than with the villagers. So I believe uh, you, you get more um, olive oil from ships than just gathering from shoreline. But I could be wrong. I've never actually did crunch numbers on it. But I think Byzantines, like I said, I think Byzantines is very, like, you know, we're not talking about that, but they're very, there's not as figured out. But, like, they, uh, you know, if you go for a military build, you control water. That uh, uh, not not military mercenary build. You control water with all that. Uh, you get a you control water. You can get olive oil out the butt, and then you can just start cachet out the wazoo or whatever you need, and just going on that route. So, like honestly, I think I think water. I mean, that's probably something that could be actually highlighted is like uh, a tier list based on water because a lot of civilizations mm. with sixteen with eight new sieves at it. Well, no, my fault. Excuse me, six new sieves. That's something that needs to be looked at more because the thing about thing about water is it really is about feudal timing and can, exactly. you, can you get a navy in their face before they can defend and yeah and that's really can do that almost better yeah, than most anyone. Definitely. especially yeah. going uh we've been kind of dancing care. around this uh we haven't talked about their uh farmhouse landmark oh yeah, that yeah, is yeah 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 that's amazing a little but, cracked <laughs> See, some people don't believe that. One too many things. You just need to remove one of the things it does. So it's a full universal building for everything. Why does it garrison? Is my question. It has garrison slots. Yeah, that might that might be where that might be where it's garrison, but doesn't shoot any arrows. So it's just like a a glorified village. Yeah, I'll take a glorified village for free. Mm. With more HP than a village, like I can't kill those villagers. If they're in the house, it definitely leans into the defensive nature of it. I, I, my one thing is, why does it have the upgrades in it? Like that doesn't seem necessary. I think you could just, I think leave it as the village with the free wooden farms. Just get rid of the upgrade abilities because you're gonna already be building houses and stuff everywhere else. I think that's one thing. That's one thing more than it needs. Yeah, but, I, I, I think Japanese. No, I don't might. think that. No, it's affects anything. It's just a mill. It's like it's a, a mill. Oh, it's like, a, it's like a town off? center without producing. Is it universal drop-off? Uh, it generates farms around it. And it generates farms, which amounts to 166 wood per minute. Yeah, and God. then it generates passive wood after it fills the surrounding perimeter with farms. Guys, please don't call out how this is, this is kind of broken because I, I love this. Well, hold on. No, 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 no. My, my math is wrong. Wait, 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 wait. It's, it's, it's 100. It's 100. <laughs> <laughs> I need you guys to No, no, no. Listen, guys. I can't, I, it, we can't it's just this landmark. Me. I don't think it's they're overtuned, but the landmark, this landmark is strong. Be. This landmark is strong. I will admit. The funny thing Especially is, when you play with it, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it gives you like massive amounts of tempo. It's just really nice to have. Like, you don't think about it. Do you have any food problems playing Japan ever? 
No, I've never had. It's no, really nice. you don't. You okay. Gold is always the, the hard part. Golden wood is always the hard part. Honestly, and like in the in the, I think like Japanese people are kind of like they're kind of like it's kind of up there. Like, is it O two O P? Because it's such a streamlined sieve. It's such a streamlined. You can literally like, for example, you build the Kira storehouse. You build it within range of your TC and get those free farms, and then go Daimyo Manor. And those farms now become stronger by being near your TC. Like it's like the fact that, you know, houses are now are also, you know, you get a farmhouse. So it's like a mill and a house at the same time. The forge is a blacksmith and a mine. Like it's such a streamlined sieve that it is even one star or two star. it's like a two-star. I think it's a two-star. Like two I, 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 we're going to talk. One of our friends is talking about that. Parts as well. It's pretty nuts. The wheelbarrow yeah. tech is, is really cool. It's yeah, they're cool. wheelbarrow. They have like three. They have like four levels of wheelbarrow. It's like, like three, it's three levels of wheelbarrow. It ends up being a bit better than regular wheelbarrow. It, it's, it's interesting how like the first step is not full wheelbarrow. You kind of kind of got to work your way up. It's, it's interesting. It's really interesting. I love but it. I don't think I don't think they're overpowered. Um, I might have might have like earlier on in the season uh, because their feudal infantry infantry push is oh, so, good. so powerful. Um, mm, it was yeah. pretty good. But the, the counter to that is just make archers. Uh, every time, like I was playing against Japan earlier today as Jean, and I built school of cavalry and then five archery ranges, and it was <laughs> like that's what you need to do to win. That's how you deal with the Japanese. Mm. And then I hit level three Jenny, and somehow he just tapped out. I don't know, guys. <laughs> <laughs> level three, and I spawned uh, champions behind a wall. But no, you know, you know what I love Actually, though. Actually, uh, can I just say uh, that Ayubids in yeah. the Japanese is a really tough matchup for Ayubids uh, because. Uh, the samurai can just eat up the ghouloms uh, and the onabagation with the fast attack speed. Uh, the fast ghoulom rush does not work very well. I've, I've struggled. That's that's a matchup I think that is favored to Japanese, if I if I can say so. That one that one's tough. Uh, yeah, I realize there's imagine. other units than ghouloms. No, there's not. You can watch What other strategy are you using? <laughs> it's it's so funny though, like. Uh, like Japan, like like the the all in kind of TC rush of Japan is like it's so I love it. I think it's so great playing at Japan. People try to like all in ram rush it because that Daimyo Manor makes the TC so strong, and they lose so many units trying to just take out your TC to start. So like that's and that's one of my least favorite strats in the game is getting uh that's probably why I like Japan because my I, I hate getting ram rush early. And it's not if you have an even level one dime your manor, like it's very hard to take down that TC so now with a uh, bunch of ramps. You hate the fast castle being played against you. You also hate the all in to ram rush against you. You just want your opponent to do multi TC eco boom all day. Is that is that the only thing that's acceptable? <laughs> that that, that <laughs> is all acceptable. Yes. I think we it. talked about this last time. We're both yeah, like yeah. on every aspect of like the trinity of yeah. feudal strats and aoe like i'm uh, i'm the feudal aggressor sir nevels is the multi-tc eco guy and soccerton is fast castle 100 playing really HRE and uh, <laughs> iu bids with gulam yeah we are the three pillars of aoe that's why we are divinely brought together to make this channel <laughs> that's why we were brought, brought together, together. <laughs> i need some like angelic music to play uh, <laughs> exactly <laughs> this is the reason why we found each other and Ascalon does random all the time, so he's like yeah, the exact exactly. Opposite. He's chaos. He's a maverick. What does it make you? Sorry, I, I enjoy chaos. But, I'm, uh, I I'm also the... enjoy playing Japanese. I'm I'm just the guy watching. Wait, it's who's fine. the weeb now, Ascalon? Yeah. 
Okay, I'll I'll say this. I have played Japanese a total of uh, okay. I played them once in solos, just once, and I lost because I did not a matchup. Now I know the matchup, but uh, maybe I'll still lose. I don't know. But I played them a lot in team games, and it's so fun. They're great They're because great. you just you're just playing Zerg. You're just playing Zerg. Masters, let's playing go. Zerg. I love it. They have the best voice line. They're the best Not voice line. And they have the best voice line. That's <laughs> the same. But it's can we all agree that is it is extremely fun to play Japanese and that is why there is uh, over 90,000 Japanese games I played playing against it the I second runner up. That's my least that's yeah, like, yeah, that is true. My only Everyone problem is I hate Japan. a mirror match like that. I don't like that mirror match very much and I just kept getting mirror match after mirror match. I was like, "You know what? I hate to say it, I need to move on to something else." And that was part of the reason I went to Ayubids is I wasn't facing that one. Oh, play Order of the Dragon. Never get a mirror match. No one yeah, plays that. Yeah, I'll never win Exactly. Yeah. If you want a mirror match, play Order of the Dragon. You're good. Well, actually, you never get HRE, HRE, HRE in the Japanese. Japanese is really good. Uh, I think I said that already, but HRE in the Japanese is crazy good because the fast castle is just way too fast for them to do anything to you. Yeah. Um, okay, Jushi's yeah, Legacy. Real quick, then we'll go to a break. We're going to have, like, Beal's going to have to, like, dip out halfway through here. <laughs> um, yeah. All good. Uh, Juicy's <laughs> Legacy. Um, Amazing. Uh, I... I feel like this is a sieve that for some reason should be more dominant than it is because it's just incredible what it can do with the passive generation landmark they have plus the cheaper age ups. I'm surprised they don't just rush up to castle and just flood you more with more stuff because they can get up to castle at like mm -hmm. five and a half, six minutes. Like it's insane how fast they can go if they have no pressure early. Like what's holding them back is going up to fast castle because, mm -hmm. uh, well, you just die to people that aggress you. Hmm. Right, yeah. I, I remember the first game I played against Zushi's Legacy and seeing the Castle Age notification at five and a half to six minutes and just being like, oh my god, what do I do? Uh, and then just like two Royal Knights, it's like, oh, you don't have units because you fast castled like this. You oh, there's a monk. Hey, he has a quarter yep. staff. He's doing yep. a ton of damage, but yeah, I have that two monk knights. Is so strong. I have two knights, so I'm just going to run that guy over and uh, cause some ruckus near your meditation gardens. You know, I've only had one and game where my opponent went mass shell and monks. I won it after going Imperial and it was it was nuts. It was an absolutely disgusting, filthy game. I was playing Japanese. Um, I, I wanted to kill myself at the end. It was horrible. It was just it was just such a slog. Uh, he just went mass mass shell and monks. And that's the only time I've seen that. I think it just it doesn't work as well as people would think. I don't know. Why Why is this Civ not more dominant than it is? Is it just because that uh, John Dark is just way too good or what's the deal yes. here? I mean, it's still, it's still, it's, I, I mean, I'm it's still good though. I mean, it still has a winning record. It's like one, of the, it's like top three, I believe. What three or four? It's still really good. I mean, a lot of player, a lot of pro players have banned it in the um in the tournaments. Like, I mean, I think Juicy is just uh, I guess it's just not as strong as uh, John Dark and the Ubits, but Juicy is still like, I mean, that's the first one they kind of labeled as kind of being OP. Right. Yeah, heard this this word a lot today already, but uh, I feel like being streamlined is uh, what you would call what the sushi are right now. Okay, no, it's sushi. I think you need to play as uh, speak it softly. Sushi, sushi, yeah. Okay, like, yeah, but they're extremely streamlined. Their Tang Dynasty gives you the cheaper age up. That means you can either get super fast castle or you can get super fast song. Then the Song Dynasty gets you the cheaper TC, so you can TC boom easily. And their uh, actual, their feudal landmark, their Jianjing Tower, 
or whatever it's called, the tower anyway. Gives you free units. Gives you the free units for production yeah. building, which solves also your not having enough production problem, if that is a problem for you, like it is for me. <laughs> and it also gives you an insane attack timing if you don't go for song and just go for the tower. And then let's talk about that meditation garden that is RNG mm. dependent and in some spawns gives you 200 resources per minute for free. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not a fan of uh, I'm definitely not a huge fan of excessive passive income. Um, I don't really mind yeah. like the Yoroshiru because you have to get to Castle Age before that kicks in at all. And then you have to choose which where you want it to go. So they might not they might not put it in a passive income spot. They might put it in like a production building instead to increase the speed. Um, so I don't mm -hmm. I don't hate the Yoroshiro's. The Yoroshiro's are very, very powerful, but I don't hate them as much as I hate like the meditation. Garden. How, how many Buddhism temple have you seen? Like none. OK, I rest my case on the Yoroshiro. Uh, that's true. That's oh, true. yeah, yeah, then that's again, true. Wait, then wait again, I mean, to be this fair, how many Burgraves do you see on not water maps? A lot, because Burgrave yeah, is an yeah. actual good landmark that gives you a How another many wind condition. Do what does really the Buddhist see? temple How give you? How many Abbey of Kings do we see? How many mine works do we really see outside of Oda the Dragon? I mean, I, I, I think most I mean, how many, how many tr like commerce wings are there? Or what is it? Uh, what is the trade wing? What is it? What is it? The you, commerce? You don't see Chamber, Chamber of commerce? commerce anymore because it's bucked for Jenny and nobody's playing regular French anymore. Well, yeah, yeah. But even before, I mean, certain certain landmarks just have always been better than others. I don't think that means it's just overpowered. It just means it, the other one just isn't good enough, essentially. I feel like there's I more to it. I would wager the number of Buddhism temples is uh, less than 5% of games. Yeah. I don't doubt it. I'm not going to say no to that. I don't and know. I'd say that Chamber of Commerce is an actual uh, like winning condition that is uh, played at like 15 to 20 percent, possibly. I do want to throw this out about Zushi's legacy. Why they're a great sieve? Because China is the least played sieve uh, since <laughs> season five. Because why would you play China when you play? Yeah, the on that, on yeah. that, Beal, why would it, I, I, I wonder love, what French is that right now? Because why would anyone play French when you can play Joan of Arc? French is still very what? good. Yeah, French I, is I'm still not gonna good. Lie. And like, I like French. So Zushi makes more. China easier. Jean does make French a little more micro-intensive. That's fair. Dude, so, I, suck, I suck with Jean, dude. I don't know how you guys go with it. I can't do it. My brain doesn't work for it. But I'm, not just, trying I'm to just so happy to not see a Barbican in the past month <laughs> yeah that's true oh yeah that is true man I, I i prefer jushi over china i like playing them more you know they're probably are stronger and actually jushi is actually it's one of the higher win rates in the game and only they only have a losing win rate to two civilizations you like you like to guess ayubids and joan of arc oh yeah so really jushi <laughs> really is good yeah that's crazy they're only they're actually really Most good sample size don't use this don't exactly <laughs> exactly there you go but i think jushi's actually doing fine they're doing pretty good they're I mean, a zubinu all in rush uh can be it's devastating if they get going yeah. just in time i random I, so i did play zushi once and not being a china man not really know how china goes it's just like oh yeah why don't I just build nothing but Zug News? And hey, did it work? I lost because uh, eventually I almost won. I almost uh, rammed down their PC. Uh, okay, here's your issue. You I made rams. Just make more Zugs. <laughs> I, I kept committing to Zugs and then they built horsemen. And Oops, I should have just Zooks. been like, oh, maybe add a feudal palace guard. <laughs> did, didn't have enough Zugs. Yeah. <laughs> www.morezugs.com <laughs> 
I was gonna, I was, I'm gonna mention that actually because soccer teams over here trying to downplay the French when our sponsor is all about uh, nights. I'm not. Hey, and night adjusted adjacent nights. units. Uh, that was the last week's episode. Was a uh, night adjacent <laughs> unit. Night adjacent unit. love too. Yeah, we uh, by the way, I have a confession to make about cheating sis. Uh-huh. I lost four solo games in a row after actually playing solos for the first time this season. And uh, mm-hmm. I only won because I random Bruce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bruce yeah, is Bruce still is flying really on the good. radar. And I made knights. Bruce has been good for so long. They are I, Bruce is still a top tier sieve as far as strength. Very good. Like they have the been Kremlin good for is so, still so long. Yeah. Bruce is uh Bruce is still. I see Roos and I'm like, ah, geez. Like, I just know it's going to be a tough, tough day. Well, it's, it's any Civ that has really strong feudal presence is going to do really, really good right now. And I think all the Civs we mentioned all have good. and can have a good feudal presence. Yeah, yeah. But any Civ that does what's feudal age? Is that is that the part where I age up to castle? Yeah, that's the <laughs> half minute I am in from Dark Age where I go to Castle Age. I, mean, I, I think the bigger question is, right, right. honestly, this question I've been having so far at the season release is, like, what can they do to make Byzantines more viable? Because, yeah. like, you know, uh, you know, we mentioned that, like, oh, yeah, of course, we make, we make a DLC. You want the, you know, the new civs to be really strong. And this is, like, a whole new brand new civ. And it's, like, almost at a what, – what is the record losing rate? Like, some some matchups, like, Byzantine have a 35% win rate against Joan of Arc and Ubits. Do we want like, to talk about that now or after the break? No, yeah, exactly. Break, we, like, that's the break, we're going basically to yeah, I just want to throw this yeah, out there. That, that's something else down. That's a whole other conversation. Probably I don't think they need a buff quite yet. I think that they're very much in the experimental phase where yeah, people are trying to make it work. Because um, I feel like there's so much potential in the Byzantines. It just hasn't yeah, been unlocked yet. I agree. Yeah, it just uh, seems way more complicated than most of the others as far as... They like, are. No, and they're like, going uh, against Joan of Arc, Ayubid, Zushis almost <laughs> all the time. And Japanese, which is another really good civ all the time. So... Yeah. yeah, and I, I yeah, think, and I, reading up on them, it just seems like there's no clear direction for to, to exactly. take versus everybody else that has like a really not really straightforward, but more or less a more okay. I get what this is about. I feel yeah. I feel like there is a direction, but uh, yeah, like, should I should I talk about it now? Just go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. We got well, a minute. Okay, okay. So I think uh, Byzantines a they're in the, in the still in the experimental phase somewhat, but I feel like there is uh, essentially two playstyles that you can make work or that uh, like have established themselves. There's a the fast castle gulp. It's not super good, but it wins you games against uh, people who don't expect it and uh, people who take too long in feudal and don't apply pressure to you. And then you're just going to have uh, immortal cataphracts uh, running down their feudal army and they're dead. Mm. That's pretty good. Which, which is pretty fun, to be fair. It, it's actually fun. But uh, like, I, I'm not a fast castle enjoyer. I don't like being forced into that play style, so I don't enjoy playing against Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the other thing is, I feel like Byzantines, they want to play extended feudal age because all of their bonuses are uh, not immediate they're time-based and uh you need to to actually like you you have the tools to stick around in feudal age against most things yeah and there is there is no fast age up really in that in that planning phase so you you have your cistern boom takes a ton of stone yeah gives you really good benefits after it ramps up Gives you gives you the faster production. Gives you the option to go for very fast uh, tech 
if you age up after your opponent, you can actually catch up in tech very fast, which is nice. I feel like that is the intention, that you stick around to a cistern boom and uh, then you hit castle age after them, very likely. And then you switch over to the, what's the word? I forgot what the uh, research buff is. And then you research uh, these over one minute techs in uh, 12 seconds. Oh, uh... which, is, which is amazing. Yeah. Do you, do you think the one of the biggest problems with the Byzantines right now is that it's almost too many avenues you can go down? Where oh, yeah, kind of there, there's definitely a lot of game speed. Yeah, right. Because people play them and think to themselves, well, I can do all of these things. Let's try them all at yeah, once. Yeah, and yeah. And that is like yeah. always how you lose a game in AoE. You just don't commit to one play style and you die. Yeah, I got to say, Byzantines doesn't feel like a Civ that is bad. I don't feel like when I play them, I don't feel like it's like Order no. Dragon where I know besides their tanking no, units, no, they don't have not a lot going behind. Bad. I'm going to scream. Scream? <laughs> okay. Okay. You, I keep hearing you guys talk about Order of the Dragon so poorly, and I just want <laughs> to like them so bad. <laughs> it just, I, I mean, I'm with you, Kira. I'm a big HRE guy. The fact of the matter is that just, they're, they're, they're... Don't you say it again, I swear. They are not weird. good enough. They <laughs> feel weird to play. Your macro, all your decision-making is off because all of the pricing of the units is different. Oh, man, it's like different. I have to learn something new, heaven forbid. Go do it. You go do it, Caleb. Prove now you wrong. sound like top players. I am going to. Please. If I ever get time to do it, I Prove them wrong. I'd love to see them be really good. The problem is, it, it just, you lose a villager. Like, if you lose a villager, you're losing like three. It's just like every loss you yeah. take is so compounded, but, and your gains don't feel very big. But you have like prelate-inspired villagers out of prelates. So like, you know, you go get the boar, chill out. I don't know, man. It's, you know, it just, you're stuff. not getting it, it enough of them, It might be viable. Though. You're getting less of them, though. It's just a matter that it's like it nerfs it like they're they're super buffed, but then it nerfs itself back to the to, to the ground level by not having enough of them. You know, so you're just kind of like, well, where's my advantage? At? Listen, like, I never build villagers anyway, so oh, it's like oh. great. There you go. Okay, there you, you go. I have found the perfect suit. All right. Well, <laughs> we are going to break into the break on this. Yep, yeah. Beal's yeah, got to head exactly. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, we thank Beal for his service here today, uh, defending his horrible cheating sieve. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> uh, we'll take a break we'll be right back after this guys it's fine camel boy <laughs> that's fair this is your captain speaking we've just hit our cruising altitude of 10,000 feet so you are now free to move about the cabin though we ask you keep your seatbelt on in case we encounter any unexpected turbulence. It should be pretty smooth flying for the next few hours, so sit back, relax, enjoy the blue skies. It's now safe to use your electronic devices as well, and I'd like to remind you that here on John Dark Airlines, we offer complimentary Wi-Fi. Now that we're on autopilot, I myself will be cracking out my own laptop and playing some Age Empires 4. If anyone else aboard wants to know a good tip on how to play that game, it's super easy. Just build a stable, select it, spam that W key, and then get a bunch of knights. Go and read your opponent until they surrender. Seriously, super easy. So again, sit back, relax, enjoy the blue skies, and play some AOE, and the flight attendants will be around very shortly to offer our complimentary beverages and Biscoff cookies. Brought to you, of course, for free by our good friends at www.morenights.com. Until then, we have a few hours till we land, so have an enjoyable flight. Uh. 
And we're back. Uh, we are excusing Beale for the rest of the episode. He has a life and has to go do things. And we've already gone on for like two hours. Uh, I, uh, I did the smart thing and stopped the recording and have restarted a new audio file this time. So we don't have the debacle of last episode where we went on for so long that my computer just about like lit on fire. Anyways, we've got some Reddit posts. Uh, so we still got Ask Glad, Caleb and Sir Neville's, of course, with us. Everyone's still doing good. You guys enjoy your little water break? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's very uh, enjoyable. Do you guys you know, like, like little kindergartners in your little line towards the cafeteria? <laughs> yeah, you know? it was good. It Who was the line leader? Was it Caleb? I feel like he'd be the line leader. Yeah, definitely. Were, were you a good line leader, Caleb? I for, no, I was a bad line <laughs> leader. <laughs> you weren't a good line leader? <laughs> all right. Uh, first Reddit post. Uh, Reddit, where all great discussions happen, right? <clears throat> yeah. What else a line leader? Uh, line leader so so like uh, in like kindergarten or first grade you have to like walk to the cafeteria they'd always have us like in a line and then like line leaders just whoever the front of the line is it, it, it's like oh we had that when we walked down to the gym yeah in, yeah in the sports class that was yep yep the weird arbitrary things we make kids go through to keep them from being unruly like cats we have and to they, they could uh, press on the on the traffic light button it was a great honor <laughs> it's like it's stuff like that yep uh anyways this post comes to you from a susemielian i i what a you name. didn't practice this i did not no no i did not i just went for it and i butchered it sorry uh this was 15 hours ago and the title says border settlements is the best tech in the game it's a hyperbolic statement but this tech is amazing i've been spamming houses all around the map for huge vision houses can be rebuilt quickly at home if outer ones get destroyed wouldn't do this against mongols though um, so for those who do not know, border settlements is unique to Byzantines, and it basically makes their houses outposts as far as vision goes. So mm. it's interesting. It's a great tech, and you should get it. It's dirt cheap. And if you're like me and you constantly like uh, miss your timings on getting your house up for like three or four seconds, that's three or four seconds idle time on your TC and all of your production. Just just build that house 400 or 500 percent faster. It's amazing. Yeah, because they build faster. Yeah. They? It's, it's, it's quite the tech. Yeah, you build a house with one villager in three seconds. Yeah, I'm not convinced that Byzantines is a bad sieve. I think they just suffer from the great sieves being played a lot and that they're just they are difficult to play, I think, is the problem. I don't think I don't think that I think the jury's still out on whether or not they are abjectly bad. You know, I don't think yeah, they I, are. I think they'll catch on dudes are. I mean, I was ranting about that. Figuring out. Yeah. 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 Playing from behind uh, in H down is hard in this game, at least for the average Joe. Hi, it's me. And uh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Yeah. Border Simmons. I I heard this is, uh, yeah, I heard this is actually really good. A lot of people were, uh, even before this tech was even being used, they would use houses for like a little bit of a, little bit of a like a sight advantage i've seen a couple of players did it like maybe like a uh, like a um what do you call it? like a keep a little bit out of range they go up build a house really quick so you get a little bit of sight because a lot quicker and cheaper than a tower but now they actually made it into a tech in the game so that that's dope i haven't really i haven't really like, utilized it but i've heard some people say they like they'll put like a little wall segment just for extra vision and to save like really cheap extra vision. And I've always kind of thought like, why not just like save a little bit of wood and just build the actual outpost. But I mean, deep throne, everyone's got little things they do. I'm, I'm a big enthusiast of uh, watching deer packs um, for my, my little herring, uh, not herrings. Uh, that's the wrong word. Uh, they're my, uh, uh, what's that? The bird in the cage in the canary. They're the canaries in the gold mine or the, the gold mine for me or the coal mine. I cannot speak. 
Uh, I always, I always love seeing the deer kind of do that little squawky thing when they run around, when someone goes next to them and I go, Oh, enemy approaching my base right there. I see the deer running away in the shadows. Uh, oh that, yeah. That's, that's how what... I, uh, uh, that's my, my, uh, legal map hack. Illegal map hack. Yeah. That's, that's so you're pretty saying good. you're scouting with foundations in the fog. Is that it? Mr. Cheetah safe? No, <laughs> I'm watching the deer <laughs> prance in fear of the enemy. Oh, coming of course. It's uh-huh. all deer movement. Deer. <laughs> it's all, no officer. It's deer movement. I swear. <laughs> um next yeah. next post i've got is uh oh this actually is from invictus uh this is actually a nice oh, post. oh oh uh, no it's all yours now <laughs> actually this, is a couple, this actually has zero upvotes right now uh, this was 13 hours ago and he likes to he does like to post on reddit um i i i'll, I'll just read it and let you guys think what you think i i i added this in because it said sheep and you know me and sheep um sheep spawns on new maps Anyone else finding the sheep spawns on maps like Hidden Valley and Gorge a complete nightmare? Like on Hidden Valley, there's barely any sheep to begin with, and they spawn miles away. If you go the wrong way, your scout, it can basically be GG within first five minutes. That's a bit overboard, I think. Uh, Gorge is another offender where half the sheep can spawn on one side, making it about luck. I also disagree. There is a pattern to this, actually. I know the pattern for this one. Um, now you would you could argue just jump into skirmish to memorize where they spawn, but the AI patterns is the weirdest locations in skirmish on these maps. In general, I'm finding inconsistencies in map generation very frustrating. Golden Pit is another where I've had opponents gold spawn within two tiles of their TC, whilst, my, whilst oh, what a word, mine is a mile away. Um, my initial reaction is that uh, Hidden Valley is a nightmare, partly because of the bug that Bitterland told us about, where sheep are not supposed to spawn in the Hidden Valley, and they have been. So there should be like one or two more on the actual map. That said, there are not a lot of sheep on that map. You really got to kind of yeah. you're, you're, if you come home with five sheep, you had a good scouting sesh. Uh, and that's just yeah. how that map plays. But there are lots of deer packs and other things you can do. Um, kind of balance it out a little bit. I will say I had a game yesterday where I didn't get one on dry Arabia of all things where I didn't get a single sheep home to my town center. If you can believe it. I had the three at my base. Wow, I had I had the three that spawned under my base, like always, and I didn't get a single other one. Now, part of that is I lost. T- I I had scouted two sheep, and then stupidly ran it into my opponent's town center. Um, so I should have had two, but still, two extra sheep on top of my base three at home. Like I had like none. It was so bad. I I, I got completely steamrolled. So I I understand like why not getting sheep can be kind of a GG feeling. Uh, I do feel that as a guy who like, I, when I get a lot of sheep, I'm cooking. Like, I really love when I get like I, I, I'm always counting my sheep. Like, do I have an extra one or not? Like when I get the extra like one, I've got 13 or 14 sheep. I am flying high uh, but on Gorge. I've always noticed you should go straight out. And then on one of the cliffs, there's two because they've got the, the cliffs around the sacred site in the middle. Always go towards that first. And usually uh, like just check one of the sides on the, your side, like left or right. Like you just got to kind of arc around. You can usually grab three right there. If you kind of go left and then right and then go up on one of the flanks, or whatever. So I uh, definitely always go to the middle. Don't scout around on gorge. Go straight to the middle and then turn. Uh, That's my advice for everyone. I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm starting to notice a little bit of a pattern here. I'm not trying to be that guy, but I will. But this Invictus dude, he's uh, he's big on bringing his grievances, grievances legitimate or not, bringing them to Reddit. And well, I just, just I don't in general, but yeah, yeah. And that right there is like, I get like, like I get, like I noticed it too. Like, especially playing gorge and hidden Valley, like the sheep are extremely difficult to find. Like, and it is very like, like a lackluster of sheep. They balance it out with the, like the deer, like you said, but even still 
know, nonetheless, it is hard finding sheep. But at the same time, like, this is where I feel like, you know, as a community, you start creating echo chambers of negativity when you start going to Reddit to complain. Because you start just well, everybody's Reddit's like, a, yeah. Reddit's a cesspool of complaints. And, from yeah, all of course, levels, of course. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I've noticed, like, you know, if you want to be that guy, go ahead and be that guy. That's fine. But at the same time, is that like these type of complaints, there are forums. Like, there literally are like where places where you can actually go and address these things and, you know, address these to like something, like something that may need to be looked at. Like you said, Beryl only said it's a bug in the, on the map. So, like, there are places where, like, these, I mean, obviously, you know, you're not going to be on forums. Like, who's, I mean, like, you know, if you don't want to go that deep, that's fine. But, like, anytime you want to make, like, a fluff or call it a discussion, I, I look at it as fluff. But just kind of, like, stating the obvious and being, like, kind of really, like, pointing a shine a light. Like, oh, yeah, look. Look how broken this is, too. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, like, listen, this is all new. Like, these maps are new to the rank pool. You know, like they're like I don't think anybody expected. I mean, one of the biggest concerns when this DLC is launched that there's going to be some bug fixes, going to be some you know balance issues. Like what it was kind of expected. So like when you spend your time highlighting all of them, it's like yeah, I mean yeah, like you're right. He's right, but at the same time, I just disagree with the tone. bringing it it's to the Reddit. Tone that you don't like the, the tone, tone and that, bringing yeah. it to Reddit. Like, and I, and I know there's nothing I can do about it. I'm yelling at something that's going to be like that forever. But like I said, when you get a community, like you will spoil the oh, like the perspective of the game when you start highlighting everything. Oh, look at all these Actually, two bro- look you know, all broken I saw, post, I saw a response to one of the posts about Joan of Arc. Like, Joan of Arc's broken. I hate her. And someone's like, I've been looking at getting back into the game and I've seen just a lot of negative things about her. Is it that bad? And yeah, so like, it, it does affect some people who might be coming to the game. And, and I don't think it's that bad, but the rest of the, everything, I mean, this has been a positive expansion, like through and through, uh, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. 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 It's, it's complaining on Reddit is a good way to just get yourself more. Angry. If you like being angry, complain on Reddit. Um, I'm sure yeah, you'll find yeah. many and I should use Reddit too. more. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you miss all of the Rising Empires bait posts? Gail? Dude, I love those. In fact, I, saw I don't I don't track this stuff while, anymore. While I ball. was uh, while I was trying to gather some posts, I came one of the, the top one was like this weird like half baked post that was complaining, but it was hard to understand what it was. And the first comment on it was, "Wait, is this not a?" Uh, uh Mukuru, like it's not is this not our rising <laughs> empires like bait post what is this yeah, is it really one time someone shit posts it's it's automatically like where's 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 the rising empires uh well, hold on yeah that's funny i mean looking at victor's past post he's a pretty negative person in the game i don't want okay, to i don't want to delve too much into that. Right, you're Some right people, you're right that's, we're that's good we're good it's okay he's a, he's a fun streamer to watch he's pretty good at the game uh i enjoy watching from watch time to time I think he actually might want to join the show at some point too. So you better be watching what you say, Sir Nevels. You know, we, want, we want people to watch. We want people to be on. Listen, boys. I, 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 I want to avoid controversy. Can we please stop with the hate campaign against this one person that uh, so nah. just dislikes? Wow. Listen, listen, listen. This is I come come from, I'm from a community where like no, don't you can't take it personal. It's nothing personal. It's, I, I don't. I don't know. He's a business. person. I'm a. It's his business, it's you know. What I'm saying? It, it might have caused me. Like, I call him, like you know, what I'm saying it's like, a, like if you're a sports fan and you like a team, I'm gonna make fun of that team. I don't, it's not, I don't just like you yeah. personally, but I'm gonna make fun of your team. And it's like, gonna we're, 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 we're gonna have a healthy debate about it, you know. And it's just like <laughs> nothing. Listen, listen. My, hashtag no emotion, please. We're good. 
so right, emotional. Right. As long as you caveat that, hey, I I, I respect oh, him as always. a person. I just Aaron think his views are trash. Always, and he should go away. Always. Um, I just listen, think his views are I've been, trash. I've been co- I've been coming at Hera since the, like the moment he left the oh, game. Yeah, like, that no, dude, you give that dude love. No like, emotion. He, he's no earned emotion, some flack from the AOE four community. He, I mean, no he guys really do trash the game, and he definitely has been one of those guys who's trashed the AOE four. Uh, if you got if you got if you got him on your sock, I'd be the happiest person dude, ever. I, I would get like I'm gonna get like cease and desist from everybody. Like please talk to him. Like your show used to be so positive, and now I'm just so angry. We are about still everything. positive. We're still positive. Always. Are I'm we? always a positive are man. Always, always positive. <laughs> Have we watched Socrates last stream? I don't know if that is true. <laughs> All right, next post. Next post is uh, given to us by user M A C S. I don't know. Good, good effort. Good effort. We just have username Bob. The guy posting these for one. He says rally points for docks. I use F one for all military building and select rally point. In water maps, that selects my docks as well. How do I solve this? I should, should I select don't, my docks and set my rally points after every F1 redirect? Should I reset rally points individually for barracks, archer stables, sieges, or is there any other hockey workaround? Basically, the answer is yeah. If you do that, that's the problem. I actually have all military buttons on uh, buildings on my mouse as a button, and on water maps, I have to keep in mind if I do that, I'm going to be dragging my boats over too. So I got to be. That's I have to kind of. That's why I put uh, my docks on zero, and I sometimes have to re-rally stuff, and it, that's detrimental. So that's the that's the problem with using all military buildings. I think this is yeah. short and sweet. I think we just refer back to our previous conversation where we say there are some bad habits that people get. And I yeah. think this is one of the bad habits that someone needs to correct, even if not being able to press one and make it easy to control your military brings you down a few notches. You will be a higher peak later by not having to do this kind of stuff. Here's how you fix that. Unbind that key. Unbind yeah, that key and use the direct control keys for your military production. It is currently my crutch as well because the mercenary building I have not currently bound, which I should do right now, actually. Yeah, I use but, I, uh, my, my crutch is I, I use F1 because bound. I cannot set my rally point for the mercs. I have F1 and everybody has a crutch. Mouse, it's just, yeah. The, the, or, the solution is. This the solution is learn to walk without your crutches. Um, yeah. That's the <laughs> or just accept that you're going to limp. You know, it's like you, yep, you got to exactly. I've accepted that accept uh, on limp. water maps. I have to be careful when my muse. I, I start actually putting on. I I break the hat my my comfortable habit and do something different. I I just accept I'm not going to be as streamlined with that, and I just got to keep that in mind. Usually, it doesn't irk me too much. I'm not a high enough level player. That's my my key bindings are going to throw me under the bus more than my strategy will. This next one's my favorite because yeah. we don't even have to answer it. <laughs> I'm looking at the next one too. Uh, is it the rally? <laughs> Wait, no, it's not. I just look at this. It's the uh, what is this? Oh, yeah, this one. This is a meme. Um, I thought it was really funny. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's the uh, WWE guy. Uh, when he's doing the interview, and he like he just like is in tears and he's like waving to cut off the camera and he just doesn't say anything. And it's them. You play AOE four or five times a week. You must be conqueror. Me and it's him just being like in tears. Like nope, just just cut the cut the film. Like in tears. Like it's it's so great. Uh, yeah, I feel uh-huh. that. I feel it. My bones. You know, I, I actually I learned this. Uh, let me tell a story from my youth. Um, I was a cross country runner in high school. I could run a mile at five minutes and 10 seconds. I was lightning wow. fast, but that's not fast enough when you live in Utah at 5000 feet of elevation where everyone else is a skinny white guy who can do it just as fast as you or better. Um, and, you know, I learned something. There was this freshman. I was a junior and I was a senior. I was a senior when he came in. He was a freshman. Uh, and this kid was like five two short little thing i'm like 
I'm pushing like six foot, like five eleven or so. I find like five eleven and a half. So I'm like between there and six foot, depending on what shoes I wear. Uh, and so I've got longer legs than this kid. And this kid just had the God given gift to run fast. I just mm. could never, I mean, I worked hard. I ran every day. I, and this kid was just faster. And I just was like, you know, sometimes like I just, I just, I'm just built different. I guess I just can't go as fast as he can for as long as he can do it. And I just, I just can't. And I realized I'm not going to be an Olympian. I had to come to terms with that. You know, some of us just, we're just at capacity, you know? Yeah. Happens to the best of us. Happens to the best nothing of us. Wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it, man. You know, I, I always had dreams of being in the NBA, and then I realized, oh man, my uh, thing, my finger roll isn't as smooth as the man next to me. I think it's time to just start playing Call of Duty or something, dude. It happens to the best <laughs> of us, man. Let's find something else. Oh, <laughs> uh, yep, yep, yep. Well, that was depressing. Uh, moving on. We all came to realization. We're realizing that we're all insignificant and no one's going to ever mean anything. Uh, I like this next question. Actually, I really like. Kudos to I'm going to say this correctly. Ragnarok six twenty eight. Uh, four days ago, which sieves are mislabeled in terms of difficulty? I love this question because he says example given. HRE is as a two star sieve in the game. But it really, no offense, Caleb, it seems kind of like a one star. Are there other sieves that are easier or harder than indicated in game? Yeah, HRE is a three star sieve. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. That's great. It's great. It's like English uh, is definitely a one star, right? French is one star, but I feel like yeah. French can almost be two. When I if you're really managing your, your knights the right way, it's kind of hard. That's a lot I of think, micro. What do they the, qualify the ratings for? That's what I was going to say. I think it depends on where you're putting the ratings, and I don't think the ratings are ever based on micro. Um, Because if it was, French would not be a one-star sieve, and HRE would not be a two-star sieve, because there's no micro in HRE, and there's a ton of micro in French. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's based off of, of... macro knowledge so like with the hre it's hard to have to then plan out going to get the relics on top of keeping your economy on top of building units as opposed to the french who don't have that extra thing to worry about right Mm -hmm. um and i think that's where a lot of it comes from is there isn't a lot of of macro involved on certain ones and there's more macro things involved in others that's why china is a three stars because they have a ton going on to keep their economy and things going um so i think that's where these stars are coming from so i think uh I think there could be some argument for some of them, but overall, I I feel they're pretty good. Um, assuming they're basing it off of macro, which feels the most right um, based off of what they do have them labeled as. Do you think Malian should be three stars? Are they three star? Yeah, Malian is a three stars. Interesting. I, I, I like think maybe two. they changed. I feel like maybe they changed the way they rate stuff when they made the Malians. I feel like yeah, I feel like my mind might be two. They yeah. play very different than the other sieves, but uh, like it's genuinely not hard to learn a build order. And after that, like no, yeah, 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 it's it's, it's a two, fairly straightforward. It's a two. I feel like most sieves are two star sieves, right? I mean, what is Ayubid's at two? Or is Abbasid a two as well? I feel like that's a two star, right? Yeah, I think I think I think, I think Delhi would be a three. That seems I think like Delhi and China are solid threes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Byzantines is probably a three. Yep, yep. Oh, definitely. Uh, Mongols is a three. Mongols. Mongols is a three. Be a high two. Yeah, Mongols is a three. High, yeah, high two, probably a three. If uh, Mongols, know, that's where we're gonna kind of make. Yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, I mean they have a lot. You don't have to worry about houses. You don't have to worry about building well, houses. You don't have to worry about a couple well, of things. 
I think to well, the way Curly, the way he explained it was actually pretty good. Like this, like you know, they kind of AOE kind of judges the game based off like macro rather than micro. And the Mongols, like uh, based on like how it's kind of like you kind of depend on your spawn. You kind of got to go based on the map layout. Like I think Mongols, like once you learn them, you don't feel as if like a three star stare, but like. Initially, any three star safe once you learn them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Have I tried Delhi? Well, like, well, like. Well, yeah, but then I'm like, all the micro upgrades. though, too. That there, turns I into micro. Delhi. I mean, that turns into micro. My thing is like, it can't be just all about macro because French is a lot harder than just. I mean, their macro is easy, but the micro is super more difficult and intense. Where you got to keep but your. You're, then you're arguing that their rating system is wrong, and that's a different topic for Reddit. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like there's a discussion to be had here, you know, like it, it, this, this game is not based. I mean, you don't win a game solely because of macro. You, it, it, well, it's mostly. Yeah, I, I, I mean, talk to this important. guy named Jeremy. Um. <laughs> hey, that, that's fair. That's I, I, fair. I, I would say more macro over micro. It is more though. macro over micro, but micro is a part about it, right? If I, I, course, I, I for instance, I could have, I, I got, I lost to, to uh, this was a really frustrating game uh, going against, uh, Shown up arc as Japanese on him and Yama, and they built, they aged up in Yamama. In Yamama, on uh, they, they put a red palace on my face, and I played the same guy on the same map two times in a row. He did the same strat. This time I was ready for it. First time I didn't have a way to stop it. I couldn't ram it down. Second time I was going to do trebs and build a bunch of sprinkles and keep it ready and take down his final landmark. Mm-hmm. And uh, I look away for one second. He sniped my my trebs with his own sprinkles. Mm-hmm, like, like, the yeah. one second, and I was like, you know. I was That's watching good. that game. I was so mad. I was on so your mad. Behalf. I was so mad because why I was, did you not just build walls and buildings around your house of wisdom I, so he could not drop the red palace on it? Well, I didn't <laughs> think about it. Okay, I was stressed. I was stressed. It's a lot of going on. Stop any TC drop. It's a All lot everyone was telling me was I should last time. I the first game. Everyone was like in my chat was going. You should have just built trebs. And I was like, oh, maybe I should have. That would have won the game. And then I did it. And I was I. The frustrating thing is like, it was literally just a lack of ma- micro. I mean, the macro was kind of lost. I could have built stuff. You're right. But in that instance, the thing that really killed me was the lack of micro right in that one two second window. Like, I, oh, gosh, I'm still kicking myself at it because I had like five <clears throat> sprinkles. I was like macroing. I was doing the right thing to stop this. I had trebs coming out, sprinkles ready to go to defend. I had units right around my trebs to keep them safe. And I just I he sniped them at the perfect freaking moment. Oh, it 25 was so seconds bad. before that, you said, I really need to pay attention to these sprinkles. I, and and I thought I was doing a good job with that. But I like was the saw, one, seeing the attack pings from the top side and I thought to myself, well, that's game. It was like one second. It was not like I looked away very long. I had been watching it like a hawk, but you can't just. Here's the problem with this game is you can't just focus on one spot the entire time. You have to multitask. Yeah, it's a lot. I had to look away for a moment and he just timed it perfectly. Yeah, I'm, I'm frustrated with myself because I was like the one moment I look away. Bop. There it goes. I just, oh, and I was trying so hard. So, so this game does have some micro elements to it. So I don't feel like you can just measure a difficulty of a sieve purely based on the economy because how you use the military and how you have to play things makes a big difference too. So I, I agree. Know, but and I, I think that they did no, do that. So they, they, they say micro wins battles, macro wins the game. They so like really have just, like rating, they should have like sieve ratings kind of like they did for the players that were super arbitrary for the EGC. Yeah, they, they should go on to AOE like, for world and like take the yeah. stats. And they should, they should say like, okay, how micro intensive is a sieve? How macro intensive is it? How aggressive, how easy, what are its like timings? Like they should like have like stats, like how, like they should have like kind of a general feel, like where it's general I spikes and power is. Is this one judge? cheating? 
It's just one cheating. It's a cheating level. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, can you really like judge a sieve based off micro though? Because micro is no, an individual. No, player. I mean macro is the is the primary port part. But for like French though, if you're doing a French feudal game, the micro is a pretty big deal yeah. when those knights are expensive as heck, and you look away and you get them taken down well, by a spear I think mask. Even, I mean, that's that's big. Even Joan is a good example of that too. So yeah. Yeah, Joan of Arc is a big yep. micro. It just component. depends on as the game expands, there will be different definitions of what difficulty is and stuff. But I think overall, they were using initially yeah. macro. Um, yeah, they, they, this is a good post. This is a good conversation that can spark up. That's yeah. Now, now these are good. Now that's a good Reddit post. There we go. Good Reddit <laughs> post. Yes, that's a good Reddit post. That's that. That's part of conversation. Seventy comments too. So it's people were definitely uh, talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, see that right there sparks. No, oh, more, I like this. I no think the, difficulty, the top comment is from Best Stress thirty forty four days ago. Uh, they said, "I think the difficulty of the sieves changes drastically based on the level of game being played." And Gold League mm-hmm. French requires at least twelve IQ and partial use of one hand. Literally, rally knights in his base, and they will kill a bunch of vills before they die to TC. Eventually, you just win. In Conquer, French feels somewhat difficult. You are committing a ton of micro skirmishes. And you have to stay active and multitask with knights nonstop. Losing even a couple of knights in the first 10 minutes can render your game unwinnable. So, yeah, I think that's exactly well, kind of what I was trying to say. I mean, that's a general statement. Obviously, that's not entirely true. But I, I think it's a general kind of thing where, like, some civs are better and easier in different levels. I think that is a concern. There's a, a thought to be had there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Must definitely uh, relevant some conversation. All right. Shall we go we to the next it? one? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I like this one. This is another good discussion. I, I kind of already talked a bit about it. We kind of had to post a little bit about this, but this is by uh, MC Davis 6950 four days ago. says, how does everyone use their unit control groups? Something I have always been a bit clumsy with is incorrectly using my control groups. By default, I bind my cav to one, my melee infantry to two, and ranged infantry to three, especially units to four, harsh archer, archers, mangadai, etc., my issue is that this is awkward based on keyboard layout to press the A button prior to attacking whilst keeping your hand on the correct keys. I often have to look down to reset my hand on the keys, and if I don't, I'll start pressing Q or shift myself over and start selecting the wrong unit groups, etc. My newest attempt to streamline this is to shift my control groups to start on three, since my pinky is the correct spot on to press the A button in that configuration. However, I still blunder the keys all the time. Another side note here, I would love if the attack move could be bound to a specific key without disturbing the rest of your grid key commands. I had it set for the side mouse button and then building things researching became a bit awkward and I had to put it back the way it was. How does everyone else here operate? This is a great question, I think. This is actually really good. Yeah. Well, like, would you say... It's personal preference, obviously, but... um... Yeah. Well, I I think, would you say just the best way to, like, kind of say this is, like, whatever you do, use make sure it's consistent across the board yes. i think that's a I think great that's the that's best probably like, that's yeah. probably the best yes. thing because like that's kind of where i used to jack up i like like so how you say you put his cab in one melee in two and range in three like if you like kind of like keep it that way i think you're in a good spot but yeah. once you start switching it up like putting your range in two and, and melee in three and then you start getting too used to it and you switch it up like you know basically like even if let's say for example like let's say you make an archery range and that's the only unit you're making right now range units keep those units in three like even if that's the only thing you have on the map like maybe not because what i used to do where he's make me misclick all the time and make me lose fights all the time whatever unit i would produce first i would put it automatically in one so it don't matter if it was range melee or cavalry i'll put it in one because the first one i'm putting out whatever i put in next whether it's melee or uh range 
or whatever cavalry, I'll put that in two. So eventually it would start messing me up because I'd be used to putting, like say I would say I was playing French for a long time and I was always used to always used to making cavalry first. And I put them in one. And then I go to play English and now I'm more of a range unit basis. And now I'm putting that unit in one. So like and it's just it got to a point where I start my brain started like getting used to the number placement, but what my strategy wasn't playing that consistently. So I would start putting range units in one, then cavalry in one, based on what I was playing, and then it just jacked up. So basically what I'm trying to say is I believe the best way, because I don't think anyone here can really answer definitively how you should do it, because like like uh, like Caleb says, personal preference. But just whatever you're doing, make sure you get used to doing that on a consistent basis. Whatever you are, whatever your controls are, keep them that way. Because I think once you start kind of switching back and forth a lot, you know, get your uh, get used to the controls you're using. You're never going to like really get like that muscle memory because you're so used to switching up, which is my biggest problem in the game. One of them, I switch up what I switch up my settings so much that it is hindering my progression because I, I, whatever this person does, I'm like, oh, that may be smarter. I'm going to do it that way. Whatever this person does, oh, that actually is smart. I'm going to switch it up to that way. Never finding like exactly what I should do that's best for me. Mm-hmm. For like, you know, so, I, like, I, like, right. I'm back on. I'm back on. Uh, what do you call it? Panoramic mode. I tried that out because I've been hearing. Until <laughs> I'm going back and forth with that now. My fault. What do you think? Panoramic think? mode is, is chief. Um, my my. It might uh, be the best uh, way. Um, I uh, so I kind of did something similar. So my I I've I've thought about this a lot because I've been working on my key bindings in particular. That's one thing I've actually been trying to work on is control groups, and I flip flop a lot. But I have kind of a, a a thing. So I like the idea of doing. Um, so right off the bat, I'll just say my one key automatically is my scout to begin the game um that's been habit i'm gonna leave that as habit i like it the way it is um one is my number one scout uh then obviously shift is my my town center um and zero i mentioned was my docks if i ever have docks uh i i like having ranged at two cavalry at one infantry at three so my scout counts as cavalry so i i I, that's kind of how i do it however if i'm playing like french and i've got multiple groups of knights or if i just have multiple groups i want to use sometimes i don't use a composition that has all three things maybe i'm just doing spears and two groups of knights i'll have one and two be two groups of knights and three be my spears still so i i actually am a little more fluid with it um so usually i think i have like different if i'm splitting my military i'll use because it's like almost like two different ways of doing it, right you can either do it by type or do it by group of unit like a group of where they're at in the map and what they're doing so sometimes I'll, I'll vacillate back and forth i know they say that it's good to keep it consistent uh but i've kind of done both and i've had some moderate success with that I don't know. I think yeah, it's 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 one hundred percent preference. And that just goes yeah. for any hotkeys on any game. Um, so we can you know we can go on about uh, I do this and I do that and I have all of my upgrades on ZXCVB and in whatever. But I smash my uh, face on the keyboard and then it types out ha ha. Yeah, and, and, and you can do that if that works video for you. On that it's just right now. It's it, there's there are smashing technically smashing. optimal ways for moving your fingers across the keyboard and stuff. But if you're in the habit of doing something because you played a different game or you played piano and you can use both hands on the keyboard and no mouse, whatever it is. Um, oh, that'd be really impressive. Do, do whatever's good for you. Uh, don't, um, you know, don't 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 look up a guide on which hotkeys <laughs> to set <laughs> because that'll just screw you up really hard. Find what flows for you and how your brain works. 
I'm very happy you said that, Caleb, because I tried doing that with Beastie Cuties and the way he does his, and I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah, and it, it's, like, well, that's the thing. It, like, you have to find what works for you, and that's why yeah. um, there's like some, you like watch COD tournaments where the players are like, eyeballs are touching the screen, you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> but it works. For, that's how they do it. That's how they do yeah. it. They bring their own keyboards and their own mouses with their own macros as long as they're tournament approved, and they each have the craziest setups you've ever seen, and... Yeah, I know a lot of guys will say like, oh, TC is always on four. Like everyone should do that. And that's like, well, I use spacebar and I've modified my settings. Yep. So spacebar really is I a have good jam for five. Me. That's so different. That's so crazy. Five. Man, spacebar is insane. Mine's on crazy. Q. Whoa, you got the villager? You got the TC instead? Yeah, I just press QQ and I build a villager. Well, spacebar. Oh, that's I, I, I not space dude, that is my, crazy. So, so I, I changed my thing up. I, I think I mentioned already, but spacebar is like my my town center. Shift space to go and view my town center, and then I have sh- control space now. I used to have shift space to select all TCs, but now it's control space to select all TCs, so I can queue multiple at once. But yeah, dude, so, if do I, I do touch your you. keyboard, my ELO will be at three hundred. That is crazy. How <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> Space bar TC. That I admire that. I just can't miss Mine it. My, is, thumb, my thumb is always sitting on it, so it's like perfect. My space bar is always idle villager. That's oh no! Crazy. I just I have that. I, I have A. So if I off click my military, I off click everything oh, off. I just wow. hit A, and it just sends me right back. I don't have a whole episode explaining our controls, and we. Yeah, it's, it's, everyone does something different. You know, I think the, that's the, crazy. The takeaway, that's what's up, though. My big takeaway is. Think about what you want to work for you. Find uh, first of all, you got to find something. You have to ha- play with yeah. the keys. If you don't play with the key bindings at all, you're at putting yourself up for bad habits. Find something yeah. that works for you. Go into those. Look at it. Go into a, a custom game and just practice it for a little bit. And get used to it. Go into some quick matches. Get used to it, and then take that to ranked. Like it will improve your game. Uh, definitely play with the keys. Yeah, most definitely. I agree. Said uh, that good. And on that topic, <laughs> oh, what's our next one? Oh, was that, uh, the, the ignore our next meme. Um, mm-hmm. this one, I, I thought this was pretty funny. Uh, this is uh, from the Ginger Ninja, who actually I want to shout out this player. I've played them. I played them and I won. Uh, just to throw that out there. Uh, sorry, Ginger Ninja. Yeah, it was actually really fun. I was playing one of no, this guy. This guy. I want to shout out Ginger Ninja though, because I played him. It was a great fun game, uh, and I really appreciate this post because I was using one of these quote unquote easy sieves i guess but it's a meme that says ignore the malders and it's got like you know like the the guy with the blonde guy with the beard uh where he's all like just super chadly and it's got the guy who's like got the glasses and like the scraggly scraggly uh whiskers on his face and he's uh, just crying the like, neck oh, beard, the neck beard. yeah uh, i don't know what this name is called but the, the guy crying is all like this sieve is easy noob and it's like the chad guy just like me enjoying the game because i'm not a pro and play for fun it's like thank you thank you ginger ninja love that that's super funny uh, if you're not good. having only play this game if you're actually enjoying it like don't be like I, I just don't like the idea here I am on my soapbox again dude I could sell so much soap um, <laughs> like just enjoy the game guys like stop listening to all these negative Nancy's who want to just like oh like this strat is super easy you could never beat me with a real sieve it's like nope a loss is a loss a win is a win like all is fair in love and war just saying the best time I had well, in this game for actual playing cheating. was when I, when I was actually well, playing, yeah. okay, not when I was cheating, sorry, I'm not Sokerton, obviously, <laughs> but uh, when I was actually playing like stuff like, I'm, I'm just going to go Chamber of Commerce and go multi-TC and <laughs> make an Imperial Rush and uh, tower your, your everything. Well, like, remember the question I posed to you a minute ago, like, Sokerton, I told you, like, uh, when my, uh, my lady was watching me play the game and she asked me, like, yeah. is this game fun? 
like that's actually a question. Like, I mean, like sometimes I think people play this game different ways. Like some people really are them. They dive in. They're competitive. They yeah. play ranked and like that. So like some people like you know you can make the statement like well me just joining and playing a game for fun. But I mean I don't obviously I don't agree with like you know you shouldn't be typing anybody. Yeah you're a noob and boom, boom. of course none of that. But it's some people no, really yeah, are. We, we came to the conclusion that we play the game because it's fulfilling. It's satisfying. Yes, to win. most definitely. Most I would definitely. say it is fun. Sometimes you're not always having fun though, and sometimes you need to kind of take a moment and. Maybe do something. I like what Asklad said about doing something like really silly off meta. That can make the game really fun again if you go into oh, a quick match and just want to just goof this around. Game my, my, is my, my extra sheep. Personal expectations. My extra sheep. My extra sheep really is kind of highlighting that, like how I've been having the most fun doing what I've been doing lately. It really is. It, like it really is multiple ways to play this game. It's not just ranked, but I'll come to that when we get when we cross that bridge. All right, that leaves us with our last Reddit post and this is cursed i'm just gonna say this is cursed uh ghost <laughs> operative six days ago posted this thing it's got eight updates right now um and it says i wish you could set your camera to 45 degrees yeah. by default so normally you know no. obviously we're looking at everything at an angle he wants it the mini map to be sitting oh at the my square God. looking at this picture it, it is breaks cursed. my brain it is yeah imagine hitting the uh the bracket key twice and just angling yourself 90 degrees on your map oh um, my god this is okay it's, like horrible. Close it, this it's like this picture how do I how do I describe how do I like make equate this to something? It's like when you see something that's like not normal. Um, like it's it's like the uh, what's the the uh, or something the uncanny valley. It's yeah, like you're just like, like this is not quite a bear right. Bear that's been shaved, like a shaved mm-hmm. bear, and it's just got a bunch of like sagging skin all over it. And it just looks freaky. That's what this is. It's like looking at a naked mole yeah. rat. It just doesn't Yo. look right. <laughs> Guys, listen, listen. I'm telling you right now. stairs or something. This is not right. It's so crazy seeing this. I'm prompt to you guys right now, but I'm telling you, this guy has a point. Like, what? I, I have, think in theory. No, listen, listen. Okay, this the way he's got it set up. I, I don't, I don't agree with this. But when I say it has changed up my gameplay, revolutionary. Putting whatever, when no matter what, like I mean, I I can't go based off the actual compass, but putting my TC towards the bottom of the map. Like, so wherever I'm attacking, the enemy is always above me. So you're doing so like the Ender's it, game, like the opponent. The yes, is always when I, when down I say, but <laughs> when I is that no, literally, when I say it has made my raids, my map, like it literally, like you're, I you're 100% telling me, Mr. Agree. Nibbles, you literally change the angle of your map to put your TC yes. at the bottom every Listen, single you, game. If you, if you look, if you look at, so basically, this is the order I, I will do. no longer be on this podcast. It's a mistake. Me on here. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let me try this to. That's why you don't stream like, any more Devils. This can everyone would just throw no. up looking at it. Oh no! Oh, probably you. You, you, you think definitely of was throw up. You almost the enemy you definitely throw up. You almost definitely throw up watching my gameplay now. But listen, boys, I've been trying to revamp. I've been cursed. actually, I have been actually trying to go in depth and figure out, like, actually study why I've been losing so much. I promise you, this is gonna sound crazy. And you considered but, it's not actually the camera angle. No, I'm <laughs> listen, no you're right. Listen, you're probably right. Listen, you're probably right. You're probably, I need any scapegoat to see why I'm losing before. Maybe the maybe the children are right. Maybe maybe I'm out of touch. <laughs> no, it's the children who are wrong. Like, no, but listen, listen. This. I'm telling you, it does take some getting used to. It is very weird. But like when I say like at least the way my brain works, like when you orient your camera to where your TC is always at the bottom of the map and your and your enemies always above, somehow it helps me with rallying my units 
because I used to have a problem with when I like say for example the way this guy had it rotated. This looks insane. This is crap. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing here. But but when I say though, like when I when I put it towards the southern, so if you just rotate this a little bit, maybe like you know a little bit to the right, where like maybe the north is where traditionally the east would be on the map here. I know when people are listening can't see it, but pretty much make it to where his base is at the bottom. The map like one eighty essentially. Yeah, exactly. So when you do that, it helps me with rallying my troops. Because I used to always say, when people make a TC, make my phone, not, not a TC, but make a keep in the center of the map, I always had a problem rallying my troops through that keep and getting them like partially damaged or killed on the way. But when I angled it differently, I would just, it was weird. It made some way my brain works, but I will rally them like upwards like around that keep and it would just make it to where i had better unit placement i have a better orientation of the map it's better for 1v1 because when you start getting to like free frauds and 3v3s the map's bigger and different spawns but for 1v1 when you it's it's hard it takes getting used to believe me because when i first started doing it i I think i've ever heard oh you're gonna pass out a couple times. You're gonna vomit, but once you get past <laughs> all of that, you are you're at another level. You play this is like, this oh, is like one of those like learned, cleanses people do where they only eat like grass I, juice for a week. And I go, tell, I'm telling you, listen, after I you know, it's, like a carnivore, is, it's like a carnivore diet. It's like a carnivore diet. This like, is one of those guys. <laughs> he's one of those guys that bought too many pillows and he has like forty in his garage. <laughs> and he's really trying to get you to buy a bunch of pillows because he has too darn many. <laughs> like I think what this guy's problem is, I don't think it's his. Like I mean, look at this guy's macro. This guy's floating so much food. Like so. Like I think that's not. <laughs> I don't think that's his problem with the camera. But the point I'm trying to make is that I'm telling you, it does. Like, I almost, one day I'm going to literally, like, I will stream. I, I, I'm going to find time. I'm going to stream it and just show you what I mean. It does. It is weird. It is weird. But it is, it's a method, it's a method to my madness. And it might be the way my brain works because I'm a little special. But, like, I, it has actually, I have had a, oh, and don't, don't even start on raids. If they start raiding, boys it is so much easier to move your economy when you when they're raiding and your base is at the bottom of the map so so i want to talk about the op for this post here he says it's so much easier to build things when the grid is straight on the camera it also makes better use of your screen space you don't have to scroll around as much to see your base your monitor is square shaped so it's easier when the grid is shaped in diamond shape yes I honestly have never cared too much about how nice and neat my base is lined up. I am like the worst use of real estate in this game. I just put stuff down everywhere. I've, my, my base is not SimCity. Uh, also, I will say one thing I will say is I the bracket. I keys dare you to play Ottomans. Uh, yeah, every now and then I do and I have to really start getting or, or if I play French, I have to kind of get ready for that keep. I, I do have a hard time with that genuinely. Uh, even when I play my HRE, my Aachen Chapel always has a house in it. Like almost always. I can I just can't. <laughs> um, I, I'm really bad at it. It's something I have to always tell myself. But I will use the bracket keys every now and then to uh, change my angle. If I'm trying to like grab like a certain like deer or trying to grab a certain like wood liner or something. Every now and then I'll hit the brackets to kind of quickly rotate my screen and then go back. So I, I don't like hate that you can do that. Or like, click I think that's, that boar that's that is killing your villagers under your TC that you can't click from your current angle. Yeah, yeah, like stuff like that. I'll, I'll definitely every now and then, like every like three games, I think I use that feature where I'll hit the brackets because you can hit bracket like and it'll spin you a little bit and you can hit and it's just instead of having to use hold alt and drag, you can just hit the brackets and it's nice, crisp, like 45 degree angles and it's nice. Uh, but yeah, this is this is cursor levels that this one. This one's uh, too hot to handle, I think. 
Oh, no, nah, boys. Listen, listen. Good on you, but uh, one day, I, 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 listen, I, listen, I'm telling you, play French pass and you uh, you angle that camera that way, the map becomes somewhat digestible. I hate you because I'm, I think I'm that's missing actually dinner a valid for this point. conversation. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I said, I'm missing dinner for this conversation. I am not happy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm All right, sorry. moving on. Uh, so that was like, that's actually not the worst. That's not the worst. Oh, yeah, French Pass is at least a somewhat almost valid uh, expu- explanation for that. But other than that, I, I just, that's gross. Uh, we're going to take a very, very quick break and then we'll be back with our extra chiefs. Hey, Sockerton here. Just got a couple of announcements for you guys listening right now. I'm going to try and keep this brief. I do a really bad job of doing that, but here we go. First of all, um, if you haven't already done a tournament through Rising Empires, either the War Chief Club, if you're like really, really good at the game, I mean like really, really good, like professional level, um, you should do that if you haven't. Or if you are more like myself, uh, decent at the game, good at the game, I shall say, but perhaps not professional at the game. We've got uh, low ELO legends that the Rising Empires also hosts every Saturday. Um, definitely check it out. It's free. They've got brackets for uh, like diamond guys. They got brackets for us in platinum and they got a bracket for everyone in gold and lower as well. I mean, they, they've got quite a quite a range and um, you'd be surprised how competitive people can be even across ranks and stuff. Really fun. You should definitely try it. If you haven't at least done that once, I highly recommend it. And if you've done it a couple times and you're just thinking like, oh, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. Here's your uh, your little call out saying, hey, just go sign up, do it. I did it again recently, had a blast. I was in the middle bracket this time of Low Elite, Low Legends, and I went two and two. And uh, my both my losses, I, I really felt like were my, on my own fault. I definitely could have played better, did some silly mistakes. My my two wins though were like really good wins. So it's it feels good. Uh, I highly recommend you guys do it. You usually play four games and a round robin, like a Swiss round robin, and then it goes on to the seeding into uh, like a, a a single elimination bracket from there in the playoffs, essentially. Uh, definitely check it out. Really fun. They also have a Discord, so you should check out their Discord, Rising Empires. Uh, super great. We have links in the description of this episode to all those uh, to to those uh, uh, Discords. So check them out. Also on Discords, the Griabara, which was created by our very own Sir Nevels, has uh, grown exponentially over time. It's doing quite good. If you haven't checked that out, that's a great place to go. You can now look them up just by name, the Griabara. Uh, just like the landmark that's in the game for the Malians, you check them out. Uh, people are always playing, always on there. It's a great place to hang out, talk about build orders, find people to play with. Uh, definitely recommend. Now to the juicy news here. Not Jushi's news, but just juicy news. Um, our next episode, as you, I might have already mentioned this episode, and as I think I'll mention after this little snippet in the main episode as well, um, we're doing a live episode on the 17th. Marker calendars, uh, Sunday. December 17th, uh, this year, 2023, we will be doing a live episode starting at, I believe, around, I think it's gonna probably, it'll probably start officially at like two. Uh, we, we usually get ready to go at like 145 ish, but I, realistically, we'll start at probably two Pacific time. So 2 p.m. Pacific time. I don't know what that is for everyone else in the world. Let me, let me, you know what? Here's, I'll do you guys a solid. I'm gonna look it up right now. Okay, God, here it is. So for Astoria on that date, uh, it'll be 2 p.m. for us. If you are happening, if you happen to live in Berlin, uh, Germany, that is nine hours ahead. That'll be 11 p.m. We'll be going live. If you're in the UK, like let's say London or anywhere else in the UK, I guess. It, I think it's all the same time zone. That'll be 10 p.m. If you're in Melbourne, Australia, you'll be on the other end of the world. Uh, 19 hours ahead, technically, but it's kind of weird. You'll be in Tuesday by then. 
uh, or not Tuesday. It'll be in a, a Monday by then, but it'll be Monday, 9 a.m. Wow, that, that, that's kind of a tough time. You'll probably be at work, but that's that's how it is. So again, uh, here in Astoria, 2 p.m. Uh, if you're on the East, Co uh, East Coast of the United States, that'll be, I think, 5 p.m. Uh, that's happening this Sunday for my time. Uh, Monday for the Australian guys again. Uh, mark your calendars. That's coming up. So we'll be going live. If you want to give us live questions, live feedback, I think it'll be on my personal Twitch stream. So uh, twitch.tv slash Socrton. I think I'll do it on mine. I builded it for the last live event. I think we're, our, plan, our plan was kind of rotate through each of the hosts and who runs on their Twitch. Um, but it'll be on my account. Links to that, of course, are always in the podcast descriptions. If you haven't checked those out already and followed, uh, you can find me there. I'll be going live. I'll be posting that as well. Uh, the link to that in the Griabara and probably Rising Empires as well. So if you're in those communities, you'll be able to find it there when we go live. And yeah, so look out for that. We're really excited. We're going to make it kind of a holiday themed thing. Uh, I think Askeladd will come back for that as well. We're going to do some tier lists. Uh, it'll be great. It'll be a great time. We hope to see you guys there. Uh, bring your questions. Bring some fun things to chat about. We'll definitely be trying to interact with chat as we go. And yeah, well, hopefully we'll have a, for anyone who is listening or maybe wants to watch that after the fact, we will try and make a, uh, we'll try and make that a YouTube video after the fact as well. I think that's all I've got right now. Um, big shout out again to my wife for editing this episode in particular. Um, we just had a lot of stuff come up this week today, in particular, as I'm recording this on Monday. Um, so she did the editing for this episode, thank goodness. And I'm really grateful for that. Because we just got a lot going on and life gets busy. But we just we're really glad to have you guys listening to the podcast. Thanks to all of our Patreon subscribers. If you want, I still have some coasters and stickers I'm happy to mail out. I just need you guys to sign up for the Patreon and then I'll message you about, hey, give me your address and I'll send the stuff. So uh, definitely a big, big thanks to all those who have already done so and who support us via Patreon. That is helping us fund the show. So we really appreciate it. Besides that, I'll send it guys back on to the main episode. This is another long one. So enjoy the extra sheeps. And we are back. Uh, time for some extra sheeps, the part of the show where we each give one final thought, snippet, etc. Our extra sheep, if you will, uh, about our the game. Uh, mine, I'll start us right off so everyone else can think about theirs in case they've not figured that out yet. Mine is that uh, I was going to, I think I mentioned this already. I think Sir Neville's talked about it, but samurai bannermen auras don't stack. Um, so you can't stack when you're playing Japanese. The Bannerman gives you plus 15% uh, damage increase, which is massive. First of all, always make Bannerman. Always, sure. always, 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 always do that. Whatever your primary thing is, do it. Um, I like it, it's amazing how much of a boost that gives you. Like, seriously, never take a fight without a Bannerman if you can avoid it as HR as a not HRE, as as Japanese. Like that 15% boost is like plus three damage for knights, essentially. Um, on top of your other bonuses, that's massive. Uh, yeah, my other part of the extra sheep that I really want to get to, though, is that you can't wallow a bannerman. Fun fact. I do not know that. You cannot wallow them. I think you, I don't think you can wallow Joan of Arc either. Um, does I'm it not, just do nothing or does it like kill them? It just, well, the bat for the bannerman, it does nothing. Um, it doesn't do anything. Huh. They, you're all, I saw, I saw a funny clip on Reddit where uh, they wallowed like 20 samurai and then they all turned on their bannerman and, uh, killed him he couldn't forget what side he was on because he had a flag you know so um, that's uh, funny but yeah uh, it, it's funny you can't wallow bannerman you also for in case anyone doesn't know this uh, i knew this this is not my for me particularly but i i've known this for a bit but uh, you also cannot wallow siege in case anyone out there was thinking about doing that um, yeah. that might have been an extra sheet from episodes past but i'll just reiterate it since it's kind of applicable here uh so wallows are somewhat limited you know 
Also, if you have population space capped out and you wallow something, it just dies. So, yep. yes. That's which I think yeah. most people know, but just in case anyone's yeah. new and doesn't know that, there you go. Of course, of course. Um, Beal is not here. His extra sheep will be, uh, everyone should tune in next episode on the 17th for our uh, live episode. <laughs> Thank you, Beal, for that wonderful extra sheep. Thanks, Bill. Uh, I think actually it. before this, I usually do my little one-on-one with the viewers where I just kind of do our announcements and shout outs and say nice things about Caleb, Sir Neville's Askeladd and Beal. Uh, I also do announcements. I think I'll probably have just mentioned that, but it's worth mentioning again that we'll be going live. Uh, anyways, uh, Sir Neville's, do you want to do your extra sheep? Well, I already spoiled it, boys. Rotate your camera. I'm just oh, playing now. That's not my extra sheep. Even though, <laughs> listen, listen, don't knock it till you try it. Listen, don't knock it till you try it, boys. But listen, like, uh, kind of highlight, you know, what we said about, you know, like, you know, what reason people play the game for, you know, it's fun and all that. Uh, I have been the weirdest thing ever, but I have, I've been playing ranked. Still been getting my 1v1 ranked in on my Smurf account. I forgot the name of my Smurf account. I had to drop that. Uh, I think it's like uh, it's something goofy. I think it's like Santa's little helper or something. I don't know. It's something Santa's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that is my smart friend. I think it's Santa's little helper. We gotta get in the right season. Yes. Yeah, oh, my fault. Uh, my current uh, uh, Smurf is Santa's widow elf. Santa's widow elf. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yep, that's my. So if you want to check my, if you want to check my one v one accolades, that's when you look at it. Santa's widow elf. But nice. on my main account, Sir Neville's, I have actually been playing a lot of team games, but even one v one because I've been learning a lot of sieves. And maybe it's a little bit more populated because of the uptick in player base. But quick match still exists. Dude, quick match and, is so good. I love quick match. Yeah, and like quick match really actually is more of the fun aspect of the game i would assume i would like probably iterate because like quick match has a way larger player pool i mean not player pool. excuse me large map pool so you start you kind of start seeing maps that you don't usually occasionally see so like you're allowed to implement more strategies obviously with quick match there really is no reason for anxiety because it doesn't matter you're just getting xp for playing and it's like the no one's looking at your quick match stats you really like i, I think really quick match is kind of like you know, instead of making usually a Smurf count, which I, you know, I, I, I can't knock because I use one too because it just, you know, I have I put so much time into them, I'll just keep using it. But, you know, you can just go on quick match and practice civilizations. And it's, it's a little hard using quick match for practicing for rank because the map pool is different. But it does allow you, it does make, the game becomes a little bit more laid back and not as stiff and tight nip and as upsetting when you're playing quick match because it's almost like a spot where everyone's kind of trying new things out and like you know it becomes more of like a relaxing like you know i've been playing a lot of quick match i'm playing Byzantines, japan i pretty much only played i've hit i've hit my ambassador every now and then but i pretty much have only played new civilizations this season just to like really learn them i've been trying out new builds like trying to do my own little custom builds reading tech trees losing a decent amount because some things i think about is utterly just make zero sense but i've tried you know try to tc you know to order the dragon like it just it like i guess maybe especially because of season six of the new the new civilizations this uh it is it has become more it's become more relevant i feel to try these new sips out with practicing and like you're not you know you're not seeing as many you know let's say like you're not seeing as many as like the really strong sips in quick match because i think people really are trying to figure out you see a lot i play ranked and i see one visiting player 
for for the longest, but I play quick match. I see Byzantines all the time because people really are giving them a shot and trying out new things. And the map pool quick match is also very cool because it's got the whole map. Even though some maps are a little correct, well, like I mean, down there. votes too. So it's it's not like yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, like. also too with the update, you get sixteen. You know, excuse me, fifteen down votes. So like, there's still a lot of maps. Like you don't have to worry about playing. Um, what's the one forest map that's crazy? The like, super chokeholdy. Black Forest, yeah, you you can most definitely download that. Like some of the maps are absolutely just why is it here? I don't know. Haywire's pretty fun them. though. Haywire's pretty fun. Haywire, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, like like maps like Haywire. Like you don't. That's not a ranked in. Some maps that we play. What's the one? The Turtle Turtle, turtle Hill. Oh, that's a big doubt. Yeah, yeah, that, that one. one. Yeah, that, that map. That yeah, map don't is, get done with that one. This podcast. Odds are that map is just not for you. Like it, it is uh, something else. It's actually kind of a trolley map. Me and we, oh, play, yeah. I played a team game, and we just stonewalled in. We did. I did something that is utterly, utterly unacceptable. But I did feudal age stonewalling my enemy just to be funny. <laughs> we lost that game, which we deserved. Oh, so we deserved to do that. We deserve. We deserve to lose that game. But like the map can't be taken seriously. It's a joke of a map. So we got. We can't play it, it seriously. It's the best map in. <laughs> oh, no. I have a hundred percent win rate on that map against ten for Tim. We play oh, it and I beat it. And I'll oh, never right. I'll talk again. to you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I gotta go. All there, right. right. Well, we'll ask Larry <laughs> yeah. since you uh, since, since you've got such great opinions what is your extra sheep <laughs> okay my opinions matter okay I'll, uh, well, I'll, I didn't I'll, say that I calm down buddy prepared. I said you had interesting ones <laughs> because uh, at the start of this podcast I was actually just hanging out because there were people I liked in this channel and then suddenly they said yeah sure let's ha- stay around for the podcast not all of us said that <laughs> <laughs> not all of them said that but uh, I didn't say that I liked all of the people that were there <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, um, let's make this a extra sheep in three parts. So let's let's go with oh the little uh, the little shout out first. The little uh, uh, get better community, please. Uh, I had a lot of fun recently, just queuing solo into team games, into ranked team games. Yes, that is a thing mm. that Ooh. you can do. Ugh. It's not always fun, but I had a, a lot of fun happening? because I was playing Japanese, mm. and it's just fun to play mass circlings. But uh, yeah, I, that was that was a genuinely uh, pleasant experience uh, for the most part because I actually had teammates that didn't quit. It was uh, mostly f- fair-ish matchups. Mm-hmm. And let's go for the uh, the uh, downside of all of that. I also had mm, some games, a lot of games, where I queued into uh, the Devil's stack. Some of you might have encountered it if you ever played into threes or fours. There's going to be this uh, stack of Conqueror Freeze that have all of their devil's name in front of their actual uh, gamer name. And then I just sit there and I think to myself, the dodge is going to happen at the four second mark. And usually I am right. Now, what do you mean by that? The dodge is going to happen at the four second mark. That that means that uh, every single time people queue into a team that they think they cannot beat they will dodge that team dodging is oh still the do- oh the dodge I'm okay oh yeah you're right okay yeah you're right about that yeah and now let me let me quickly shout out why it is super dumb to dodge because these people they get dodged by everyone there is not a single team out there that is willing to play them because for some reason the other conqueror threes they don't want to play them because they might lose 
So uh, the way you uh, actually well, by dodging, you just guarantee that, don't you? Yeah, you just guarantee that. The, the the thing is, if you dodge, then you just are going to queue into that same team twenty five times, and you're wasting everyone's time. Just mm. bite the bullet, play the game. Maybe you win. Make them bleed like a normal men do. <laughs> yeah, they can. They can actually bleed. They put their pants on the I same way we do. I have killed a lot of Jigglypuff villagers in my time. I'll tell you that. We still lost, but it was fun. Isn't it, isn't like the very low elo laws if you're playing a team way stronger than you? Oh like yeah, you yeah. Really like, lose. Yeah, you really lose. lose like I can elo, I can understand people yeah. who say, well, of course, of course, I'm not gonna play this because I have time for three games a week and I'm going to queue into a high conqueror team. I'm plat. What am I going to do? But uh, it doesn't solve anything if you dodge. It does not solve nah, anything. It just it just makes it a problem for everyone. Yeah. Okay. That yeah, was uh, the. Uh, that was the the rant. Let's uh, go for the uh, educational part. Uh, extra sheep educational part. If you play Byzantines, if you're one of those good people who doesn't play cheater sieves, shout out to you guys. Uh, and you enjoy Hippodrome. Um, there's a, there's actually a fun thing that you can do. Just make two horsemen. Get the uh, extra tech, which is called oh my god, what's the name? Expilatoris which increases your worker, your damage versus uh, villagers by plus two. <laughs> and then if you hit the triumph, you're going to two shot villagers with those horsemen. That's oh, insane. man. It's, it's so fun. Don't it tell people so about fun. that. <laughs> don't Dude, don't give this information. All the help they can get. That is an actual thing. Just make two is a broken cheating sieve here because of uh, triumph and uh, horsemen. <laughs> Uh, I genuinely I thought Triumph when posts. when I tried them in early access I thought Triumph would make them a broken cheating sieve. Turns out it's not the case, but Triumph is very good. Triumph, Triumph is, is really very good, good and very, very difficult nice. to deal with when used well. I I think the ceiling yeah, for Byzantines is probably pretty high. I'm like I'm I'm like very nervous for when Byzantines gets fully figured out and someone just finally gets it to start working or when everything else gets nerfed as it probably will be because everyone's complained about it loud enough that it's just it's just going to happen. Um, when when the nerves come to stabilize in, until like the twenty minute mark, and then they're super good. Yeah, yeah. They Before that, they're kind of prey. Yeah. All right. Well, My extra sheep. Uh, I I didn't really have one, but uh, I came up with one after hearing all this kind of in context with our previous conversation. Uh, as you can tell, there are a variety of ways to set up your game, play your game. You can turn your map upside down. You can play with your toes, whatever it is Ascalot and Sir Neville's do. Um, utter, utter psychopathy, I, I don't understand. But, you know, it's, My nose. it shows that... <laughs> It shows that the, everybody has a way that they can play that's fun. And you want to find the natural way to play for you. Um, there are certain things. So, like, you know, if you're pressing the home button to build a villager every time by taking your hand off the mouse, maybe suboptimal. But uh, short from some pretty drastic turnaways, there are ways to make the game feel better for you. And especially if you're not playing for competitive, so you're playing for fun and just trying to have some good times, you want to be comfortable and you want to. At your key bindings and, and 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 break those bad habits early to kind of set yourself up for success to then kind of grow into your good habits um and then you'll see growth over long-term periods of time nice very nice very nice 
Well, guys, yeah. this has been quite the episode. I'm, I, have, I don't yeah. usually have, I, I did a smart coaster. thing, like I said, I did a smart thing by cutting our audio into files into two this time. Uh, so yeah. we're going to want them for oh, yeah. an hour since so you can our, delete uh, the entire break. second half of this madness. Can I have my yeah. redemption arc or okay, why well, are you just going to cut it in roof earlier where I blanked out on what I wanted to say? Oh, yeah. Did, I you, remembered. did you remember it? You remembered it? Wow. I remembered we, we it. Did it. Let's do it. Let's hear it. We were, we were talking about the production quality and how to make it more approachable, right? Uh-huh. Uh, AOE esports, rather. And uh, then we were talking about player stats in other games. And uh, we actually talked about that in the RE admin uh, Discord. Because uh, we wanted to make uh, low elo legends player stats. That was that was like a, a big thing that we thought. Well, that would make it more fun for people to join our tournaments when they actually had like a, a website, a simple one where like, they could just, just look up how they were doing, like tournament MMR tournaments. Almost. Like yeah, having like individual like tournament like MMR. That sounds so cool. That'd be so cool to have like a little like yeah. I, I was thinking with the EGC TV, uh, I was looking at their little stat things. I, it did look cool and it looked like almost like a baseball card. It's kind of what I thought of it. Like I had like the like little picture. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Obviously, that'd be it. So, like, I mean, that's a lot more work than anything. But they had like their, their pictures with like the name, like their country, like like their like stats. And I, I thought that was kind of cool to see. That is kind of fun to see. It so it's really funny, cool. Askelad, is that I'm, I'm going to have to develop that for my job that I'm really hoping pans out. Hey, do, do you want to like practice on Star GG for Rising Empires tournaments? So you I, can if, have if, it- as soon as I don't want to do anything for the job until I've more or less confirmed that it's actually going to happen. Like it's basically confirmed. Fair but enough. until I get like a thing, I don't want to I don't want to do free work and then not have it do anything. Uh, <laughs> but um, but once it is, I'm. I think that's. Uh, I think that should be super dope. It'd be giving me a way to kind of brainstorm some stuff. So I'd be willing to help. Mm. With that. There you go. Put your put your. Because I literally have to do that to develop. Because we're gonna have in house tournaments, and then we're gonna have the best players of the in houses br uh, varsity for the fighting other colleges. So um, I'm gonna have Ooh. to develop some way to like track internal stats. That's uh, so cool. That's fun. Yeah. Was, wasn't I born 20 years too early? Yes. <laughs> yes, we all were. We all were. So, uh, anyway, yeah, I'm uh, too late, so I could not get into the pro streamer thing. Oh, well. I feel, yeah, I'm I, pretty excited I feel to that, actually. I feel like, man, if I'd have done this like five, six years earlier and been on it, maybe I could have been been on it, but I'm already 26 now. I'm feeling Dude, like you're I'm still a young man. There. You're still a young I know, man. I know, I know, but it feel, it's weird. It it. Like, I feel like I'm already like past my like prime for this kind of thing. Like Back's I really feel going like, out and it's it's rough. It's it's, it's weird. It's, it's I think weird. I think I think Marino is like almost 30. You're good, dude. Breezy's right, like got, 33, got, dude. You're good. I am 30. It feels bad. Man. You're good. Say, nah, it it man, doesn't feel 30. like that far away, and I don't see myself improving that much in between 10 with and modern medicine. With modern medicine, <laughs> you're 19, dude. You're good. Not, I don't. I don't feel like a 19 year old. I don't get enough sleep to be feeling like that. All right. Sometimes well, you gotta just close your just eyes go and tell leave your, all blind faith. Go tell your doctor you got some real problems. You need some Adderall exactly. to fix it. Oh yeah, yeah, I need some Adderall dude, that. You want to go pro, dude? Go ahead. You know what to do. <laughs> you know what to do. I'm better than that. You know what to do. Go ahead. Go and get you a script. Go and get you a script. Set Chat GPT up so it plays for you. Yeah, I can. Jeez. That'd be so. that be so funny. He actually, you actually go and get Adderall. You're like microing like every individual villager. She's like, all right, dude, you're good. You got it, man. Microing every single spear into your archers. Every single spear, exactly. Right. This, counterintuitive. Been, okay. this has been the <laughs> extra sheet, the unofficial Age of Empires 4 podcast. Uh, we're going to stay unofficial because of our very controversial nature. Um, <laughs> uh, we had on the show AOE, guys. She's a cheater. Uh, Sir Neville's Caleb Calamari.
Amari and Askeladd have been your hosts, along with myself, Sogerton. Thanks, everyone. I hope you guys are enjoying the Christmas season. Uh, we're really excited for our big holiday special coming up here on the 17th. Uh, until then, I hope you guys are enjoying the, uh, enjoying the season and have a great rest of your day. We'll catch you guys later. Absolutely. Been a joy, boys. Been a joy. That was fun. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, yeah, have a great Christmas. Till next time. <laughs>